I, I didn't think it was going to peak that hard. I thought it was going to be the lesser of two evils uh, to turn on, to turn the compressor off because I thought that was causing the cutting out. But if we're still cutting out without that, then obviously it's not actually the compressor that's causing those problems. That is something else entirely. And Marshall, that'll definitely fit. That'll 100% fix the peaking. That's, I mean, that's definitely what the peaking is. What the cutting out is, I don't, I don't know what the cutting out is. I have no idea what's happening there. I don't know how to fix that. But Mar I do know how to give Marshall a hero point. Here from haters in heaven. Marshall needs one because dwarf. Thank you, sir. I much appreciate it. How many hero points do you guys have? My All chest is empty. You pretty stacked. Yeah, you guys got to be loaded here. Yeah, I think it's two or three around the entire table, isn't yep. it? Yeah. yeah. I got three. I have nothing in my chest. Well, you should, you know, get some more. Shouldn't there be like lungs and a heart and some other things in there? No, it's just hero points. And if you have them all... I die. Just them. opens his chest and hero point just fall out. I'll spend them real quick. Give me an excuse to roll a d20. Still have you roll anything and I will throw a dice. <laughs> I'm telling you, if there was a volleyball game, I mean. I want to figure out ideally why this uh, the audio is cutting in and out before you get back going into stuff. I, I really have no idea why it's happening. Is it dropping any frames in bottom right of OBS? Does it have any drop frames at all? Say curiosity. It should. What's the percent? Okay, it shouldn't. Shouldn't really cause notable issues. I can see it coming through in the mixer, fine. Um, maybe the compressor. I don't know. Let's let's give it a sec with the compressor on, see if it keeps doing that. Maybe it digests vocals and spit. Out. I tried to copy over all the audio settings that I had that from the streaming plugins back at the previous studio. But the problem is, as I was saying previously, with whatever buzzing there may be in the background, that stuff does not translate perfectly to a different situation in a different environment. So I, that may have been unwise, but the amount of time in which we had to test them was limited due to interstate adventures. And by adventures, I mean stoppage. Do uh. so you want to know a magical fact about Florida? Well, I'm basically just testing the microphones here before we go forward so that the, uh, the thing will actually... Be, uh, uh, we'll have an episode that sounds good or doesn't have weird audio issues throughout. There's only is that there two is, blue counties. There is literally like one, one interstate True. <laughs> that does the entire north south of Florida. Uh, one to... viable interstate okay, viable. that does the entire north south of Florida. So if absolutely anything happens on that interstate, everything stops. Florida know, shuts there's, down. There's 75 and there's the turnpike. Turnpike doesn't go this far north. Pike is, is only yeah. Like, there is like you can you can back road it a ways, which given the situation of a complete interstate stoppage is probably better. But we didn't know that because the problem is when we knew we were we know where we were going, so like we didn't have maps on or anything. I had no idea something bad was gonna happen. I uh yeah. Welcome to my fear every single day. I should definitely just open maps and plug it in, even if I know where I'm going, just so it can tell me that the It'll interstate is completely stopped yeah. and it's going to add an entire hour to our our 30 minute drive, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Uh, how is the audio, by the way? Is it are we are we chilling? Have we perhaps Do resolved we that problem? Perhaps to be good or is uh, still choppy? We still having weird cutouts and whatnot. I do want to fix that before we get into actually doing this. I don't want to end up with an episode that just has like omnipresent audio issues the entire Ooh, way through. I would rather take a couple minutes and settle that before we start rolling dice. Uh, see, if there's an alligator chilling on the interstate, some idiot in a truck's going to run it over. 
crash and then the entire half of the interstate shut down for about five hours while they clean that up both hey. sides well no, actually no. They, we, we build alligator tunnels under the highway so they don't they don't do that they still do it anyway super often yeah because it, it's actually hilarious like one of the most florida it's the most florida thing imaginable when i first moved down here like years ago is that you literally just see dead alligators as roadkill on the side of the freeway sometimes <laughs> happens like, sometimes that's just a waste of alligators it sounds yeah, like we're good to go too. Hey guys. They can climb lots of stuff. They are surprisingly agile creatures, alligators. When he shuts down the highway, does it take a toll? They are much. You stopped. You shouldn't have stopped. Kept going. Keep talking. I'm trying to process like Don't how process I can it. even hit your brain and like be contemplated as a joke that was worth verbalizing. Dude, how do we get there? Well, uh, before we go down that road, it seems like the microphone. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, I think it might have been turning the compressor off. I thought that would be. Uh, I thought the compressor was got a little bit of issues last week and that putting the other settings in there and compressing through the board was going to do it better. But now post product compressor still good. Well, uh, I think we're chilling though. We're good. Goose yeah. We're going to do Pathfinder stuff now. So attempt to as we left off <laughs> for the actual starting this time. Uh, as we left off, we'd sailed out into the lake at the behest of Commander Bronzebeard to investigate the declining food source coming into Cobbler. Blue Crab Lake was not really yielding much blue crab, North. Uh, fish have always kind of been secondary here. The, the lake's namesake is definitely the primary concern. They don't know what the issue is, but they sent a boat out before you to investigate, and they just never made it back. That becomes Guild of Arms territory. And as Bronzebeard does not have a whole lot of manpower available to take another boat out into the lake and see what happens. It fell to you to discover there were two enormous serpents dwelling in the lake that was I imagine way bigger than any of you thought it was going to be before you had headed out. Yep. Got a great inside look at that. <laughs> lake is... Lake sometimes, I think, gives you the mental image of pond. But lake is a huge label. That can be an incredible... Like Mi Lake Michigan. For exactly. We have a yeah. great lake. <laughs> it's a lake. You, you can have lakes, or you can sit on one shore and you just see the horizon like it's an ocean in the distance. And this certainly works. But on land, were there any noteworthy visible features? It would certainly fall into that category. How is that not a giant sinkhole by now? That lake? Yeah. I imagine there are probably a great network of sinkholes and caves and everything beneath it. Yeah, but that giant cavern where the lake is, how is there not just a big sinkhole like above it? Yeah. It's the water could come from like the way, depending on how the aquifer works. Yeah, it's not necessarily being fed from above. And uh, on top of that, it's pretty deep under the mountains. So it's just the whole mountain shrinks down. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like a pixel going down in Super Mario World. <laughs> you don't have to climb to the top of Mount Everest. Just have the top come down to you. All you have to do is sit at the bottom and wait. Exactly. But we had left off back on the shore, having sent for Commander Bronzebeard himself to inspect the massive uh, detached heads of these serpents we'd brought back, as they are far larger than the beta we had tangled with in the Mwangi Expanse, and beyond the scope of the item-shrinking magic that Resonate Mersme possesses. It's it's fights like this, I don't know if it's my own personal 
lack of imagination. I'd like to think I have a relatively vivid imagination, but it's hard to properly envision fighting these things with just how enormous they really are. Like the length of these things is, is measured in hundreds of feet. They could lay down across an entire football field. You could just drive a car in their mouth and into their throat without hitting anything. Wow. They are massive creatures. And this head that you have deposited here at the foot of the pier on the stone beach of Cobbler is the size of a small or a small <laughs> building. It's massive. The thing's teeth are individually larger than any of you. Maybe not you, Marshall, in Go-Go Gadget giant man size, but definitely you in normal size. <laughs> and as we return in today, you would see the guard, the guild of armed soldier that had headed back out throughout Cobbler, returning uh, with another dwarf in tow, who is definitely not Commander Bronzebeard. You've met with him a couple times now. You'd recognize him. Uh, but another dwarf that appears to be of some station. Uh, they would be coming back over maybe 15, 20 minutes after they'd been sent off with you just here on the on the dock. The dwarven dock workers who had been pulling in much of their kit, their equipment, and their gear, having to do so around the giant head of the... <laughs> at this point, pretty much impossible to actually move. And they would approach the group of you, the guard who had been sent out. I mean, obviously doesn't have to indicate the giant serpent head. That's clearly visible. <laughs> but indicating the group of you as the ones who had brought it in. The dwarf standing quite upright, brow a bit furrowed, a hefty breastplate laying in several layers uh, with the crest of the Guild of Arms actually inscribed across the front of it. Uh, something almost if you... Didn't, if you hadn't been here, if you didn't know any better, you could mis mistake for an inscription of the holy symbol of Torag, hmm. the hammer, as it has the sword poking out the bottom of this very broad shield at the top. It's almost the same general shape. Maybe not a coincidence. Probably not, honestly. Uh, but he comes out looking at this giant head and then quickly, of course, uh, across the group of you. And with a quick raise of his hand. Sergeant Stoneheel of arms. That is what is uh, taken boat. The uh, reason we were out on water. And most of the crabs as well. There's two of them. There's one heck of a fish story. I there... mean, when we say we caught one that big, we really mean it this time. It was like 300 feet long. You're the group of travelers that Commander Bronzebeard himself had commissioned to head out into the lake and investigate this. The one that got the permits, aye? Mm -hmm. That's aye. correct. We have another head just like this one, actually. In my bag. There are two of these things. Well, oh, not yeah. anymore. <laughs> I decided to keep the other one in my purse, though. Imagine the city might actually want it to be put somewhere perhaps a bit more convenient than right here on the docks, uh -huh. but uh, we had to repart quickly. Day was fastly running out. I suppose what I'm proper feeling to understand is... How? It is a very broad question. We had to hit it an awful lot. You're going to need to put a pronoun in there. How is very non-specific. Unless you brought your own ship from the surface, I imagine you were taken. One of the robots. Uh, the biggest one that could be provided, yes. Yes, there she is. The prize of the Cobbler Navy. And this Navy. thing could have simply opened its mouth and swallowed all your boat included. It well, tried. 
We put a wall between me and between us and it. Raz put a wall between us and it. That was very well done, by the way. It was indeed. And it was too big to get eaten. I got eaten. Actually, yes, two of us got eaten. It but was I didn't not like the exactly taste. a uh, nice experience. Would not recommend. I couldn't even imagine something of this size would live out in Blue Crab Lake. That thing's massive. Yes, I imagine. No crabs. Do you think something very nice? You're telling to me this thing now. eats crabs. They think couldn't even see crabs. It's like me guessing that you would eat fleas off your own scales. It likely ate everything that moved. Yes, it probably just opened its mouth and swam. I would not be surprised if there are uh, rocks inside of its stomach, too. All right, well, it's damn impressive, I'll give you that. Would you like me to shrink it down again so we can move it? I, I'm not entirely positive what the commander is going to want done with the thing. Uh, but I can take word back to him and it uh, can be sorted in the morning, I, I suppose. Oh, it's very well preserved. Night. It'll stay here and it won't rot or smell or do anything. It's oozing all over the pier. Uh, yes, but it won't do that anymore. Uh, Miss Roisin has fixed that. Well, it, it's magic to preserve the dead, uh, keep it from rotting away. But uh, it, if the gravity will still pull the insides out if we leave. For now, let us uh, shrink it back down. We'll keep it in. Do whatever witch magic you got to get this thing back down and out of the way. All this right. is going to be... I don't even know how to begin to handle something like this. Everyone we have to get equipment back. from the stonemason's guild or something. We'll take several large steps back away from this. You know, honestly, if he doesn't want it, I suppose we should keep it. It looks... Oh, yes, lovely. Resume will start chanting. As you start your 10-minute uh, magic here. Just think of it, just... we have two of them, like, right flank in the main gate. People came up there, it'd be very fearsome, very imposing, look very nice. I mean, worst case scenario, I was thinking about keeping one in my room, at least, as a trophy. You we know, could... Oh, good, what a big room you have. Since Resume's busy, I, uh, I might make a suggestion that... Perhaps, since, well, I don't know, it was just her birthday and I didn't get her nothing. I was thinking maybe we could do something with these. They bird? Wasn't her birthday like months ago? It's, I seem to remember being months it, ago. It was two it's weeks a, ago. It's a sorceress thing. No, 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 she got to come. Goodness gracious, it feels like Magic. I've been in Cobbler for months, but no, it actually hasn't been that long, has it? I feel like, wouldn't it be fun if we like enclosed these things in glass and made them into like little beads and put them on a necklace for her? But then we lose, we, we, we lose the sense of... Is he always of, a bird? Is this like a... We lose the sense of scale. Druid swords, I've heard. Not, not, well, sort of. Excuse me, young man. I am having a very nice conversation with my friend. If you would like to join in the conversation, you are more than welcome to do so. But you are talking to me in a rather disrespectful fashion that makes me believe that you do not respect me as a person. I, on account of you're a bird. <clears throat> I do beg your pardon. I am a peregrine falcon. Is this kind of nudge him and go up? Just toss him some food and he'll shut up. Uh, and Resume is still doing this, this big incantation in the corner. Is this, uh, how long is this going to take? Very uh, while. I mean, minutes. it's quite large, you see. Basically. But I understand if you don't want to give it the time it takes and you'd rather just have crews come down here to haul it away. That'd be fine. Well, I... We're happy to do whatever would be most convenient for the Guild of Arms. I could... The spell will take about as long as your patience. It's honestly quite frustrating. Look. You got permits, of course. Head out into the lake and to investigate the crabs to see what's going on, but 
this this thing and, and whatever whatever all the lot you think you're doing here taking something like this if the archmage or the high physics to be believed pulling things like this plumb out the ecosystem is bound to have some kind of consequences yeah, you yeah. didn't have any permits or licenses for fishing yeah for investigation to get out there to look and see the things so you would have rather us just died and gotten eaten it did quite literally eat me it are you saying they've gotten over it bloody fine thanks to uh, her thankfully also to put in this put, put in those creatures in the state that they're currently in uh, if, if perhaps we had to go and consult our papers to make sure we were allowed to defend ourselves while we were out there investigating the fate of the previous boatman, maybe that's why they got eaten. They were looking at their permits. And, oh, I don't have the permit Look, to go and catch a, a If it was anyone large. but a sitting member of the Council of the Regents himself would set you out there on that lake, I'd have been coming down here to arrest the group of you. Oh, that's adorable. Do, As it do stands, you actually think you could do worse than that fish? <laughs> Now, now, let's not threaten the Are you the threatening to fight the entire guild of arms? No, I found it to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Y'all think you're right, proper, cute. I can see that. I'm just going to look at these two. <laughs> I'm going to take whatever this is, whatever witch magic she's doing over here for this head, remove this, and I suppose for the time being, I won't take it down and stick in a cell. I'll take word of this back to Commander Bronzebeard. See how funny he thinks the whole situation will be. He keeps calling her a witch. Does, doesn't he know that she's a sorceress? It he doesn't, doesn't matter to some. He just sees magic. And you can see while he's while he's talking, while the sergeant's speaking with you here, the other guard that had come back with him that had fetched him was kind of like looking back and forth between him and the group of you guys. And kind of slowly <laughs> inching away. They killed that, and you're saying <laughs> what to them? From you guys. <laughs> As if he understands that perhaps, maybe, he does not want to be involved <laughs> in a, what, like any potential attempt to resist arrest from the guys that came back in a dinghy with the corpses of two of these things. <laughs> but the sergeant... Seems neither amused nor concerned. I'll take order back to Commander Bronzebeard. He'll hear the report in the morrow. And I imagine call the lawyer in for debriefing or whatever it is with this task he's given a group of outsiders to do out in the lake. Is there anything else we should know? Size doesn't matter. And she'll finish up her. You're definitely still casting. It's ten minutes. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. If we were just gonna pass. You're okay. definitely still casting. I don't want to finish. If there's any particular details the commander's interested in knowing, I imagine he'll let us know. No sense in burdening you with any undue paperwork. Bye. Well, at the very least, finding two of these first damn impressive. Can't take that from you. Whether it's for the best, so that's for the commander to decide. As you are. And, uh, just kind of nod curtly to the group of you. Uh, to Marshall specifically, it seems, only dwarf of the party, before turning and uh, heading back from whence he came into Cobbler. The other guard, who at this point has got a solid 12 feet 
uh, between himself and the group of you, kind of looks up at the group. Uh, I, then, I suppose I'll wait here until whatever fancy magic she's doing's done. It and, will uh, only take a moment. We'll stick around. Once it's finished, then we will go, probably to eat and be out of your hair. As indeed, if the commander uh, wishes to send for us, uh, I suppose we'll be uh, we'll be staying at our inn, um, the Golden Sky. Uh, that's the one. So you lot, you're working for the commander personally. Is correct. Well, for the council, just him. For the whole council. Uh, they've hmm. given us. Uh, they, they've asked us to take care of a few things, uh, sensitive nature of that sort. Involving giant lakes or in one of the that was one of them, yes. More so had to do with boat that went missing, not the serpent specifically. Yes, honestly, I can I sort of understand the sergeant a bit. Uh, after all, the, the idea that uh, these things would be doing nothing but eating crabs, uh, I could understand a bit why they'd be a little bit uh, concerned about it. There might actually be some other thing with the the what's the word he used? Eco e ecosystem. Uh, yes, that one, that one. I mean, I, I'm sure it might have something to do with that. Uh, perhaps the likes of the Archmage, or perhaps even other members of the Guild of Arms or the Fishermen, uh, now that uh, these monsters aren't up there to eat your boats whole, might be able to go and investigate that. It's a bit outside of our area. This is far beyond what I'm here to do. I'm just guarding the pier, checking papers, making sure no one's going out in the waters without proper, proper permission. And everything's been shut down since well, the Fishermen disappeared a few four days ago until you lot came by with explicit permissions from the commander himself. Now, you, sir, do not sell yourself short. You are the bread and butter of this society, and all things fall on your shoulders. Well, they all... Was that another way of saying the blame rolls downhill, Severin? No, I'm saying that just because he can't kill this monster doesn't mean that his job's not important, and he shouldn't be selling himself short. Look, I'm perfectly happy with my services for the Guild of Arms. Lot of strange situations all piling up on top of each other here at the, in the lakeside today. It's that is why we are here. When it beyond is, my uh, pay to ask about it, to be sure. I mean, that's why I kind of became a mercenary in the first place. I'm hired to take care of problems that nobody else can do. And that's what my friends are here for. But I certainly don't think anyone short of the commander himself or maybe the Archmage could have dealt with something like that. Well, it, it was a bit of a struggle, but uh, I think we did okay. It was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> ah... You were the smart one. You gave me a platform to swing my spear at. Yes, basically, once we actually overcame the obstacles of not being able to stand in water, not to be able to breathe in water, uh, not being able to conveniently move in water, once those three things were dealt oh. with, it was actually significantly easier to handle them. Don't forget the threat of the boat being tipped over. I think I covered that with the walk, being able to walk on water part. But yes, that's true. It would have been inconvenient as well. So This man <laughs> is catatonic. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, he's resigned himself to just kind of watch whatever weird magic ritual resume has going on over here. And I have resigned myself to add another villain point to my pile here from Edaware. Love the new setup, but I think the villain point counter is glitchy. It went down for some reason. I'll give you... Don't worry. I'll give you both of these to get rid of that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tempting offer, but I'm afraid I must decline. It's much more funnier oh. when you waste them on things that you still roll back. So after a few minutes, this thing, this giant serpent head, starting to shift 
and uh, settle a little before near the end of the ritual. In its last final seconds, the head shrinking from its, ma its original size down to not bigger than a fist. Much to the amazement of the dwarven guards who were simply watching whatever black magic is happening in front of them. You leave the dock as it was, minus the, I would imagine, copious amount of lake serpents. Goop. 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 Hair still looks absolutely fabulous. Our skin is, is just, it's still gorgeous. The shine is still on. <laughs> Look at his head. Look at how beautiful it is. You it's got all, enough, it's all you the were fish oil. inside of a lake serpent. Yeah, it's all the fish oil. Rested digitation. <laughs> Solves all problems. Solves all problems. But... At that, there is not much time left in the Forge Day. For you all, however, uh, this is really like late morning, maybe even early afternoon at the worst by your own schedules. Actually, probably would be early afternoon. You had a couple hours in the barber shop and then an hour both ways in the boat. So it'd be early afternoon as far as your bodies are concerned. The town of Cobbler in the hour of the anvil is getting ready to head to sleep. Oh. <sighs> Well, we've made it in. We've lived through another one. Uh, I could really do with some, some lunch. I'm ah. so hungry. I could eat a sea serpent. I was, I wasn't gonna say that. I need it. I'm, um, yeah. Let's let's go get something to eat. Something really good to eat. I think we've earned like an incredible meal, don't you? Well, you know those those uh, crab rolls are spectacular, and they're actually not that expensive. Although I imagine they're getting pricier and pricier as the crab supply dwindles. You know what else is pretty spectacular? Is a hero point coming out. Trishik for more magical teleporting murder lizard shenanigans. Cancel slavery and just keep rolling nat twenties. Handsome character. <laughs> well done. And then the well wiggly. Done. Wiggly fingers. Very much ready there. Uh, so heading back into town from the lakeside, back to the Traveler's Quarter, uh, where the timescale of things is not so harshly restricted by the Forge Days and the Forge Nights. Uh, again, there's plenty of inns and restaurants, including your own uh, Golden Sky Inn, that have food available throughout the Forge Night for anyone who is not on this underground Dwarven schedule. It'd be relatively easy for the group of you uh, to take a bit of time to relax, feed yourselves, and recover from... Touch up my manicure. That happened. Uh, but what are your uh, what are your plans for the rest Ooh. of your day? Even though it is now nighttime in the city, by the time you finish eating, we'll certainly be very much asleep. Crab cakes. Well, we need to go be, uh, we need to go be a fake buyer for uh, weapons, right? Yes, we do have to do that. Oh yeah, we still have to do that. That's right. Wouldn't that be the next day, though? Probably not going to be super. Uh, yeah. It's like the but, end. But of we need the... to come up with a plan. Yeah. Simple enough. We simply have come together with an order and we have it presented. Yes, and... dear. But we need to figure out what we want to order for our actual guard. Right. Yes, that that that'd be part of completing. Uh, we could discuss it over dinner. How about that? It's a very business-like manner to go take care of things. And again, uh. The Forge Master Thunderflare had said that she would be able to get together a bunch of contacts and most of the minutiae for you, uh, so that you wouldn't need to really... Like, you'd have to play the part, of course, but the specifics of what are we buying, how are we doing this, who are we buying from, 
Unless that would be have been handled on will we'll be handled on her end when you're ready to kind of set this operation in motion. Just walk in. I'll take your entire stock. I don't know what I'm getting, but I want all of it. Uh, that's a pretty cool looking hammer. I'll take twenty. <laughs> that's an axe. It's just a sharp hammer. Hal Sartan. Hal Sartan. I would like those hand swords, please. <laughs> the what? The hand swords. What are you talking about? <laughs> Those are hand swords, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that yeah, could be hand yeah. swords. So, 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 what all do we have left to do? What all did the council ask us to do again? It's uh, the, honestly, the boat, uh, the missing guy, the the, the weapons, um, missing rune. Uh, so, investigating the wall, um, the uh, sea serpent. Um, honestly, we're, we're practically done, except for the uh, for trying to investigate the guild of uh, of An the Anvilers Guild. At this point, you would have looked into near everything the council had put before you uh at least started to investigate as you as you could uh the most successful seeming to be these sea serpents uh which may very well have been responsible them being so close to his spawning ground and so aggressive uh, certainly could have led to the decline in crab population uh, but you had you'd had really you feel like done what you can as far as investigating that missing traveling priest and uh going to marshall's previous conversation that is going to be handled eventually uh and you seem kind of similarly to sort of reached a dead end as far as the missing anti-magic runestone because while you can pretty soundly determine that fortunate cord probably wasn't responsible for it you don't really have any evidence or leads as to who might have been or how it was actually done so Sounds an awful lot like it's time to report back and ask for more leads. Well, we could also perhaps now that we've been more successful with some of the other leads, perhaps some of the others who may have other clues would be willing to give them to us now that we've built a little bit more confidence because they may have pieces that we really do need. Have like to personal with... rain cloud. Well, we could go and try and meet with the entire um with the entire council again, I suppose. But uh, I suppose that would be up in, entirely to the uh, the Forge Master, um, and I think uh, doing right by her end uh, and solving the mystery of these damaged and broken weapons and tools would be very important along those lines. I think once we finish that, uh, it'd be a pretty natural way to talk to her about that afterwards. And, Marshall, I, I do think we should eventually meet with your family. I mean, your cousin, your second cousin, your third cousin twice removed, I'm not really clear. What? I'm not sure what part of the tree she's from, but I can tell you, she's got some rotten fruit up there. I still feel like we should at least initiate some sort of conversation with her. Well, for what end? Just have curiosity. What are you thinking about? They put I, up the ambush? I... I know this is going to sound strange, but... I don't feel like I quite understand her motives as filtered through Marshall. Nope. filter. As a social filter, does not always stand up to scrutiny, and I want to make sure that I'm getting the right impression from her so that we don't go making a very large error in judgment. It's like a rock. Well, I wouldn't go so far as taking a large error of judgment. Uh, we don't necessarily have to judge her based off of her words. We can judge her based off of her actions. Uh, and I think uh, as far as her actions are concerned, uh, we have the right of it as it is. It which is, is to say the... she is uh, a slaver and a tyrant and should probably... 
Not put to her. It is not uh, too far-fetched to judge the scarlet symbol. If you have emblem, I kill you. It's a simple. I mean, I very straightforward life. <laughs> Strangely comfortable with the idea. Yeah. Well, if you really want to do something, that's. I think uh, a good old-fashioned eavesdrop in and then maybe an ambush of some kind would probably be wise. For example, uh, it's a simple tactic. I would say, you know, she knows that uh, I make hoots with you and she wants to personally speak with you a little bit more. So I would escort you to her and then the others were hiding somewhere and we just figure out what's going to happen because we all know she's not going to be alone. She's going to have her goons with her. Uh, I, I, I don't know, Marshall. It... As, as much as it as, as it attracts me that the, that this would be something that'd be possible, as if she's, do people have goons? But, well, yes. Technically, we're your goons. I don't think that's how that works. I do believe it is. We sign the contract and everything. Yeah, but you get a piece. Yes, it's very convenient. You pay us. It's it's but very anyway, convenient. I, that's my offer. I just pick up the rest of my food. I'm gonna go finish this, and then I'm gonna go train outside. I told you, I'm trying to train, get better, stronger, last longer in fights. I just kick open the door and shut the table. And you wonder why I didn't want him initiating a delicate social interaction with someone whose word we have to trust. We yeah, certainly we, don't have to trust her word we do whatsoever. Not have to trust a single thing she says. That but is a given. As a filter, I adore him. But as a filter, he leaves something to be desired. Education. I don't think that. Uh, this uh, Lady Ember Beard is going to uh, make the mistake of making herself vulnerable to all of us, such as meeting in a place that I, we know about in advance. I don't want her to be vulnerable. I want to figure out some part of who she is. But the rest of us want her to be vulnerable. <laughs> it, uh... I want to get a sense of what her motives are, so I would like to talk to her. Have you considered writing her a letter, perhaps? No, because then It's hard I to convey feeling to letters. See, you understand where I'm coming from. You, you have to talk to no. someone, hear how they talk, and watch your body language. See, you're coming with me to talk to her. Roshi. I'm going to go train with Marshall. What we could do is... Oh, hey, Raz, hold up this bucket! We could agree to meet her in a open public place. Have uh, Resme and Marshall meet her. And, of course, we break up the party. I am not opposed to causing a little bit of a public ruckus. I don't think we need to cause any mayhem before we get the information we want. If she wanted to hurt me, she could have done so several times out in the open with very little fuss. I don't make a secret of who I am. I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, the entirety of our organization has been trying to hurt us. It just hasn't been working out well for her. What I'm saying is she personally could have hurt me at any time. I didn't even know she was here until she literally walked up and said, Hi, this is who I am. Please come meet me. Hi, hello there. You well, have well, visited Scarlet Triad. Can I tell you about my lord and savior, the Scarlet Triad? <laughs> Business card? Business card. Look. Slavery? <laughs> <laughs> Can I offer you one or two slaves? So where are you guys? Uh, where are you, where are you talking? Are you up in your rooms in the Gold Sky Inn? Mm -hmm. The three of you? I yeah, mean, I guess that we're, makes we're sense. Kind of together in the we, room. Yeah, we have food yeah you can oh, yeah. absolutely get food yeah, delivered. Yeah. So, so as you're discussing, you're trying to figure out exactly how you want to proceed, and uh, what's uh, an hour, an hour or two into the forge night, you hear a banging on the door to your room. Ooh, dessert! Resume will go get the door. And when you head to the door, 
you don't this is not room service this is not anybody you see a dwarven man who is curled up on the ground completely naked and unconscious he does not appear to be in a terribly good physical condition as well as it's uh, it's pretty evident around his shoulders and uh, his back that he's been beaten fairly severely. Not, not like to the point of breaking bones or causing like massive injuries, but consistently. I believe that this is the man they were uh, talking about. I, I was not us. aware that the hotel provided these kinds of services, and I am almost positive this is not what I ordered. What, did they get the flavor of the cake wrong again? Oh my god. And the man also seems like he is uh, rather slender. Fairly well built, just for the nature of their day-to-day -day life. Uh, they do a lot of forge work, they do a lot of traveling, they uh, work with a lot of stone and heavy things, just in, in most. Like this. <laughs> You've seen Forge Master Thunderflare. He if looks you just to like the that. Spooky Dungeon playlist here. Uh, this man is not quite so much. Uh, he looks like he, uh, has almost no element across his body. Uh, in fact, he's probably one of the only dwarves you've ever seen, but you can actually see, like, the bones of his shoulders are his elbows visible just through the fact that dwarves are relatively, well, chonky people. Um, Beefy. I will Beefy boys. I will immediately, uh, initiate a six-level heal spell. <laughs> All right. Six level. <laughs> Big heal. So uh, as you wake up, instantly put a couple of actions into this to heal this man. Uh, you can see a lot of the injuries, a lot of the bruising across his back and shoulders start to recede a good amount. Those are exactly the kind of injuries this magic, just surface level injuries can treat almost immediately. And something with a six level, that kind of power uh, would wash them away almost entirely in an instant leaving just some deeper, almost just sort of reddish welts across his back and a couple of strips. Perhaps someone who actually knows anything about anatomy should look at him now? But he immediately starts to move as you cast this spell on him. And as he sort of uncurls himself from this near fetal position you have on the floor. Oh, it's okay. You can see that not only is his, is his head completely shaved, he has no beard either. Uh, the only visible hair that he has uh, upon his chest and down his forearms. Fairly certain that's a big deal. Isn't that a big deal, Marshall? Uh, I'm outside training too. Oh, <laughs> it's you yeah. three that are here. Oh. I'm fairly is, certain that's a big deal. Isn't he a priest? Oh. It could be a priest. And he he looks up, or you, you all three of you are just kind of here yep. around him. You're right there. And he sees uh, an elf. Terrifying looking, objectively, <laughs> woman and a lizard <laughs> sort of standing around him as he wakes up on the ground. He flinches for a moment. It's it's all right. What What's your name? Or you're you're not Oh, where 
we're, we're in the hotel, dear. This is the Gold Sky Inn. You're dropped out outside of our door. Do you remember anything? Here. I, you had the moment. You could have told him that we were all the way in Teldor. He would not know. Right, that's and why he looks, I tell him where he, he is. looks up to the, the Roshin. Why? The cold ones. Forsaken the light at Horax Forges. Turned away from his quest. Sequestered underground. He took us. Beat us. Work in their forges and their infernal machines. Cold ones. Uh... In Dwarvish, and, uh, I'll say. And this is in Dwarven, so you have no idea. Oh, okay. okay. All right, all right. That's what I was. <laughs> Sorry. I, that's what I thought. We, we heard um, Torak. Do you do you know Dwarven? You don't know Dwarven. I heard him say Torak. <laughs> um, I'll immediately start to translate. And anyway, resume um, translates this to you. It's just like this weird nonsense. Uh, does anybody you want to throw me? It would be religion or society. I'll throw religion. Society. I can do society. Nice cams. Plans. We gotta use the fancy dice game. Oh, dice game. How do I feel so hard? Oh, oh, that was night one for me. It was about Look what you did. She did pretty good though. I got a 31. Society? Yeah. I got a 20. Society? Total. Society or religion? Society. And you got a natural one. I religion. got a natural one, so a 22 with a 22. One with a failure degree. Yeah, I mean, you may speak dwarven, but you have the slightest idea of uh, any kind of really dwarven religion or what they like. This dude could possibly be referring to or talking about. I, it seems like these are more religious connections than they are anything kind of literal. Like he might, he might even be having parts of scripture that he's speaking at you, but you, you have no idea. Thirty-two. But you, with with society, <laughs> you. Although you don't know much Dwarven religion either, or anything about these, what this might be related to, you do recognize one thing in there. Uh, the Cold Ones is Forsaken Torag's, uh, the one at the Torag's Forge. You would possibly even, within your very much legal and uh, above-table lifestyle, have interacted with Dwerger before. Uh, they are a different kind of dwarf that very, very rarely has any business on the surface. And if you would have interacted with them in some of your perfectly legal business dealings in the past, it probably would have been in old or something under every little bit of pesh. They do not like the surface. So <laughs> <laughs> these dwerger oh, they're, while they look as far as you're concerned, really, they look like a dwarf. They look like uh, as much uh, they're just another dwarf as the Ekajai are elves. They're just like a different culture from a different place that physically look a little different. Their money's still good. Their money is still money. <laughs> they... Oh, if the Gugs wanted to buy from it, the money's money. You would be aware that what... <laughs> what? <laughs> whatever exactly... Whatever exactly they may be... Dwerger and dwarves are like traditional elves and drow. They are at this point very separate populations who very do not like each other. And you think that's what he's referring to? It could be we have a that are very similar. It's called a dwerger. Essentially, oh. they really hate each other. So it's no surprise is why he's bald. Explains the beard. Oh. I and imagine that was a big deal. 
I'm not looking, too familiar with Dwarves. Looking across the group of you, to, uh, the group of you again, because you're not speaking Dwarven. You were translating for them. So no one's talked Dwarven to him or anything. Um, he looks at the, uh, the group of you. It's taken. Quench the fires below in darkness. With their infernal gears turn eternal smoke and noise. And <laughs> I'm going to say to him, you're for now. They are talking about what you're telling them happened to you, trying to figure out where you were. They don't speak Dwarvish, but we're not going to hurt you. We were asked by the council and your wife to find you. Speak the tongue. What do you hear? Do you understand? Do you know those that have abandoned the holiest quest? What? Turned what their back quest? and their gaze from the righteous fires. What quest? And, and uh, you can tell. Make me a... Perception check. Oh, poor dear, he's quite the, agitated. The one who can talk to him. Yeah, you don't know what he's actually saying, but he's clearly upset. That's a 15. That's a 15? 13. That's a 13, okay. 18, 20. It's gonna be a 32? 32. 32, you can tell that he's... He's... Almost... Bad. Like, he's, he's awake, but he's barely lucid. Uh, you, whatever the hell he's talking about, which you have absolutely no idea, he barely even seems to really be registering, like, that you are talking to um, him, and he's completely out of, almost out of his mind. So, what I'm going to try to do, um, is to initiate telepathy with him, so that I can actually get the image in his mind of what he's trying to describe, since he can't seem to use language very well right now. Maybe I can see what he's thinking about. Okay. What are you casting? Telepathy. He's going to cast telepathy. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that was, you just straight up knew that. Yeah. I know you've been doing the workaround with, uh, like with nope, the I device. actually have six level telepathy. Give me that card. It doesn't even matter if I share a language with him. Yeah. Okay. So six level telepathy. Yeah. Loses the linguistic trait. You can communicate telepathically with creatures using a shared mental imagery. Even if you don't share a language okay uh all right so yeah you can just this is something you, you're casting it on yourself rather yeah. okay so it, it hits you and then you can tell uh communicate telepathically with whoever is nearby i cast a big brain and fair enough these cards are super nice by the way uh for this exact reason saves me having to pick up the rule book because i have the rule book open to the page that i would like the rule book to be open to it's on the page that i want it right now because i'm gonna need that in a minute and i don't want to lose that uh but did you cast and connect with his mind? What are you trying to, uh, like, what are you telling him through this magic? What are you impressing? Um, so I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get him to calm down and start at the beginning and kind of take me through it like it's a story. So you just kind of impress <coughs> with this like, magic I'm into his here. mind, something like kind of calming like, emotions, like, almost like warmth. Um, right. Actually, what I'm going to do is um, when I was a druid, uh, my mother used to make me meditate in the forest when it was warm. And I would just sit in the forest and let the sun hit me. And I would just feel the grass around me and just try to feel everything as it was happening to me, as it was my skin. And I'm going to let that memory kind of imprint upon him so that it's mostly just this feeling so that he doesn't have to think about anything too hard. As you emanate this very calming, almost meditative imagery and memories to him, 
immediately he, he he starts to flinches away physically uh and immediately moves to start getting up and trying to run almost down the hall here down this landing away from you it's definitely gonna hold him completely naked and it seems like he could, he barely like he's stumbling he, like he can hardly even get up to his feet and continuing in dwarven fear in his eyes now Come. their darkness and their poison and their smoke we put it in your mind there and then you can hear nothing but the grinding there's no smoke there's no smoke in the forest and you there's get only back trees. you get back a telepathic image of a wheel that looks almost like oh, the name escapes me the thing that you used to raise the anvil on a ship that uh the anchor the anchor sorry oh the a anchor. capstan capstan yeah uh something that almost looks like a capstan uh cast of straight bronze a massive capstan get, 10 get, get me paper 15 feet paper. across with a group of dwarves each pushing on their own uh, arm of this thing and the, the capstan attached to a massive chain that connects to something off in the distance that is just putting out sparks and smoke and an overbearing sound of crunching and grinding metal. You can see a dozen dwarves around this thing pushing it, uh, but the image is kind of fleeting, panicked almost. Like, it's it's flashing around. It's not consistent. You're He's jumping to different ends of this around and around and around as it just continues to grind. And you can see shapes around the outside with clubs and whips keeping the wheel turning keeping the dwarves pushing your perspective on one of these arms just continuing to turn and uh Trishik, you grab a hold of this man there's a gecko grip right onto his just, bald head just... <laughs> and he absolutely has like no real power ability to get away from you at this point like he's he seems like he has no sense of balance. He barely can tell where his hands and legs machine are going. And he's a stuffed animal. He is. He is. <laughs> He'll slip right out in that case. Almost just sort of so, flailing. Even though I don't have necessarily any sense of who he is, um, what I am gonna do is I'm gonna use the imagery of a wheel of the wheel, but I'm gonna turn it into. Um, uh, what are those things called like a fen okay and i'm going to set him uh in a meadow with one of those and he's with his wife and they're walking through it and uh they're talking and uh the fire uh becomes just this intense sunset and i'm going to overlay the images and the feelings he's feeling with ones that are similar but positive to try to calm him down and put him in a state where he'll be more sensible. Extreme panic, but happy. Are you repressing his memories? Yes. I am getting him to a place where his memories will not drive him insane. We're giving him the happy place now. I think he's already insane. You cast six level happy pills. But uh, as he as he gets this image, as you put this image of his wife in his head, he seems to kind of calm for a moment and you start saying a name that all of you would recognize Olga go get her Olga go get her right 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 I'm on it I'm on it isn't and she like, you, uh, right down the hall she's like right down the hall she's in the same inn as you guys yeah, so let's walk out down well the room and just knock on the door so it's a couple hours of the forge night you walk up and 
rap on Olga's door and don't immediately get any response here. It's... Keep at it. <laughs> uh, Where are you going with the... With I'm holding on Rasheed to them. used to holding them. Yeah, I okay. gotta make sure he doesn't just bolt off naked down the street. It takes a... Like... <laughs> definitely takes a... But, uh... The eventually... And you're still knocking. The door kind of... And you see... <laughs> Olga... Bleary-eyed. And she looks up and sees who it is. And, uh... Physically shakes her head back and forth a moment. Oi. Olga, it's your husband. We found him. You did? Well, he's he's in our room. We don't know how he gave to us, but our investigations must have turned uh, up something. Take, take me to him. Is he okay? Uh, not sure exactly, but he needs you. Um, And uh, bring a set of his clothes, too, if you would. Uh, I, um, And she turns around and heads back into the room for a moment and is kind of muttering to herself, rooting around. Uh, and comes back with her arms full of uh, a folded set of some, again, they seem to be fairly well off. Nice enough dwarven clothes. Uh, what's happened? Where did you find him? It's unclear exactly. Uh, he was just dropped off outside of our room, but possibly to throw us off his track. But something terrible has happened. He's not in the best estate, but he's alive and he knows who you are and he but, needs your help. I'll um, follow. You lead. Right down the hallway. And you, uh, you, you take her down the hall, and after a couple of minutes, you see Roshin come back to the group of you, and, and at this point, he seems to have completely run out of this burst of energy, and is just kind of laying sprawled on the hallway floor, uh, almost panting. I'm giving him water now at this point. He will like, absolutely take want, water. I just want to get him hydrated. I'm not even giving him food right now, because I don't think he'll be able to keep it down. But he's no longer saying much of anything. And as Roshin arrives with Olga, and Olga immediately sees him just, like, naked, sprawled across the floor. And her eyes go pretty wild, and she, she will, as soon as she realizes that she sees him there, run out towards you with the group. Uh, and she runs over with the clothes, uh, just sort of to the, the side of the hall, and kneels down next to him and reaches down to, to cradle his head a little bit. Talos, love, Talos, please. And he just sort of rolls a bit and looks up to her. Oh, my anvil. Oh. Blessed be those eyes of the father's father himself. And he, he immediately seems a bit more in control, a bit more calm. And she just kind of nods and strokes his forehead a bit. Hold oh, him. It's, Touch him. It's okay, my love. It's fine. You're here. We're together. Nothing's separating us. It's kind of nods. Like fire and anvil. Fire and anvil. Thank you. Thank you. By all the gods. Oh, mine and yours. I told our eggs will. I don't even... I don't even care to know what happened. They don't need to know. They starved, and they beat him, and it's going to take a while for him to heal. It's taken his beard. It's going to take a while before he might be able to have whole foods again. We're going to have to start him on maybe liquids, something small at first. Well, he's still just stroking his head, and he's still not saying much more, but his face a bit more of almost a placid smile. He's clearly, you can tell, a bit delirious at this point. Uh... You, neither of you are, either of you trained, any of the three of you trained in medicine. I can roll 20s. You can roll 20s. 
Um, give me a crafting you know check. I, give me, I can, I can do, do it that. for a minute. Okay, you can you can call yep. on your I will ancestral call on memories. Give me your medicine. You give me your crafting, Trishik. Uh, 29. You, you all right there? How you doing? 17. No, because I'm an expert. Because I'm next level now. Expert's four. Adds four. Six right. That is an eight. Yep. Uh, so it's gonna be a twenty-seven. Uh, so you can clearly tell that uh, this condition, something physically is wrong with him. Like he's obviously malnourished. He hasn't been fed well, and he's dehydrated as well. But there's more than that. Uh, and Trishik, with all of your knowledge, uh. You can tell that he has clearly been drugged or poisoned uh, pretty heavily and very recently. Can I lure Underworld to figure out with what exactly? That would probably have been a part of the crafting check. Uh, from Aww. from what you can tell here, it's very possible that he has been treated with a pretty heavy dose of that Adelbrain or something fairly similar to it. Something we already know the Scarlet Triad uses. Right, and it would probably have been quite recently before he was dropped um, probably for a very good reason so he wouldn't remember how he got here we That's... have some doses of pretty powerful antidote on us for just this purpose um so i will go pull one out well i mean do we uh yeah we have the we have the magical medicine stick no I, no, no one's ever given we haven't gotten that yet no, no, no. We we do. We no, you have it in a that's cave. Marshall has it. Oh, Marshall, Marshall has it. The potato Marshall stick. has it with him. Marshall the has it with him. Like stick. somebody go get him. Yeah, the, yeah, the miraculous medicine. The miraculous right, medicine. Right. Somebody go get Marshall, please. The tater stick. Right. Um, I'll run outside and go grab Marshall. Sheik, go come fetch you two, and bring uh, you back up to this situation where you'll see uh, Olga, who you had all met briefly, and this very naked, very shaven dwarf, very malnourished. That's a very, that's a very shaven dwarf. He's very, very, very malnourished. Th thank you. That... What, is that the one we're looking for? He's also oh. been poisoned. So if you'd be so nice as to use that uh, magical staff you were given. Oh, tighter stick. He has been poisoned. <clears throat> it uh, should be able to help him. Whap. Okay, by the power of taters. Bonk. By the power of taters. So I just get what a bonus to my medicine check, right? No, uh, so what this will do, you can actually activate like it is a magical item, and okay. uh, oh, it is quarter rule book. I have it too. You can use this. Let's see if I can find it here real quick. Like it is it's one of those marvelous medicines. Uh, you can it's use it to neutralize medicines. poison. Yeah, I'm trying to find it in the book real quick so I can use the book because the book is cool. Problem is, it is one of those weird. Well, there it is. Marvelous Medicines. Alright, so you can actually activate the magic in this to use the tools to assist you to treat poison. And uh, you will actually use a like a neutralized poison spell oh, nice. from this tater stick. Yeah. Uh, magical super tater so, stick. Essentially, I'm bonking him with the tater stick and suddenly he is not poisoned anymore. It's mashed potatoes with butter is and it sour a, cream. I think it's a counteract then, it's right? A counteract it's a counteract check. check. This is uh, this is going to be the most fantastic magic potato from the potato stick. 
ah, the, the potatoes start glowing and he just goes bonk. With the power of this, you would be able to, uh, what are you counteracting with? I'm your new to your counteract check. So you do counteract check. With medicine, right? I would think so. With, uh, yeah, I would guess with your medicine check, because it is part of treating poison. Mm -hmm. And it's a level 12, right? So then he would get a plus two? Well, it's a plus two plus because the item just, the marvelous medicine give you a plus two. So yeah. medicine check with a plus two is a counteract here. Yeah, and, and the the level of the item, I guess, would probably be it. And not, not unless it's like just does it as the spell, in which case that's not very good. Okay, so with the plus two and my medicine check, that's going to be a... Uh, 33. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> is not the most skilled medicine guy in the world, but he has enough. He's gotten surprisingly good at this. Uh, but yeah, it is a, it is a, as part of the action of treating poison. And it just allows your treating poison to have the effects of the neutralized poison spell. So I imagine it's the medicine check, uh, is what the counteract is. That makes sense. Uh, that's, that's what we're going with. Yeah. Uh, with the 33, uh, very quickly, almost immediately you would be able to see a change uh, and he would become much more cognizant. He'd become much more aware and responsive uh, by the power of this potato. The tater stick. Uh, the tater stick. Oh good, he's starting to come around. His eyes are clearing up. Oh, I didn't think that would actually work. It is the purpose of Good job. It's a good, good to know it is efficient. The Olga? Very, uh, very much. You can clearly see this as well as she's still kind of cradling his head and just stroking his forehead gently. She kind of nods and smiles a bit. And no complaints that you just hit him with a stick and he got better. <laughs> he was poisoned. <laughs> Methods irrelevant. Uh, he looks up to Marshall and still in Dwarven. Uh, I've ever experienced the power that Horag himself is that. Are you, are you one of the blessed ones, lad? No. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. Sure. If someone asks if you're a god, six, so yes. I guess that's something, right? He, he carries power within you. On you. Uh, yeah. He uses blessings well. Oh, how you feeling? Not great, but certainly not one to turn my nose up in divine intervention. Oh, I'm a man of the faith as well. Oh. Talos, Talos Lefer. Yeah, it's nice to meet you, Talos. The uh, uh, and you uh, the deacon will be so glad that we found you. Get him kind of up to at least to the setting for the deacon, the sentinel. Sentinel, sentinel sorry. Too many things. I can't say as much in any pilgrimage I've made. I'm an elf speaking dwarven tongue. You're a rare one to be sure. Well, dwarven's a very important language. Why wouldn't I speak I look it? Look in the eye and I say hi in dwarvish. Nora, standing rout folk on hind legs, given the mind of a man. This isn't Taldaner's common. His dwarf's okay. He, he probably doesn't speak common. The Hold bird on. will you, say, you, Well, have you ever met a bird who speaks dwarven? Nay. That works. It does. Nah, real one. 
I'm curious how you would form the syllables to, of course, Dwarvish, but any language with a B. With a B, you know? It's magic. It's magic. It's, I ain't got to explain it's crap. I mean, ravens can kind of talk and parrots yeah, can the, talk. The king stands on his back. It's probably kind of, yeah, like the parrot squawking, I imagine. It's not growling. fantastic. Well, it's all in the back of your throat, so it'd actually be easier to do it with, like, like something with, like, French would probably be harder because you've got that U sound. Linguistic. And as he set up, he set up Olga's uh, set behind him, still kind of holding him here. Oh. Uh, my anvil. Thank you. Olya, I don't... Olga, I understand that you may be wanting to take your leave of this place soon, but if you could stay about a bit, I'm sure the Sentinel would want a statement, and if we can track down where he's been... Reaches out and sort of grabs out to the clothes that she's brought, just sort of holds them in front of himself for the moment. Oh! I apologize for my lack of decency. It's okay, dear. I have four brothers. It's nothing I haven't seen before. <laughs> and then there's me. I appreciate your humors. I do. But what? What happened? How am I back in the inn? Back in Kovler? That's a that's a very good question. How, how What happened? It's a bit unclear. I th- there was a knock at the door. When we answered it, he was there. I That's think it was a gesture of good faith. Good faith? It's more like they saw us getting close and tried to do this to Wait, keep us off think- the track. That's what I'd be thinking. Do you think it's... That, that you told us that that's what she was going to do. I didn't think she would actually do it. But then why would you tell us that that's what she was going to do? You know, in all my years of experience, you would imagine I had, you know... Much more reliable you... trust issues, but, uh, you know. Look, it's it's all right. Let's let you get a good night's sleep, but if you would not mind uh, letting us perhaps buy you a, a very light breakfast tomorrow morning so that we can have a chat, that would be lovely. We'd want to be letting the Sentinel know as well. Yes. The Sentinel of... The Holy Sentinel Kovler. Yes, he's the one who sent us after you. What have I done to merit such powers looking into someone as low as myself? You were um, an individual among a string of uh, kidnappings and disappearances. Plus, as uh, a pilgrim, I feel the Sentinel felt some responsibility for his fate. Who's who's the good Sentinel Kovler, dear? And Ogonads, uh... Grask Grobland, I believe his name was Sentinel Grobland. He nods. Oh, vague bit of familiarity. I feel like I. Honest, oh. Honestly, I think it's probably because you were staying here. My mind was in smoke. Like it's hard to think of anything. Oh, it was probably because they saw him come out of the other lesser reputable inn that me and Rasheen looked and investigated where a bunch of drifters go through. The poor folk, the folk that no one go missing. The, I don't think it's that case. I think what it was is the that the common uh, room. Uh, I mean, see like a stone. I that'd be the one. A little memory of heading there. Who is? And apparently he was blithering drunk. Not true, but you'd wandered nearly halfway across the city before someone took you. 
So I, I, I'm not inclined to blame the sleep like a stone establishment for that. No, well, it's it's not it's not that. It's just that they're watching the place for anyone who just is by themselves, so, traveling and poor, and no one would miss. Perhaps he was drugged there. Perhaps the bartender's in on it. Oh, he drugged himself, as I hear, with the amount of ale he took. A lot. How long has it been? How many forage days have passed? At this point, it's like it was it would have been like seven almost yeah almost yeah. seven or eight since of them probably. he since he was went missing raz you'll have to explain forge days to me i still have i still don't get it i just think of the clock outside he just pulls out a, a piece of paper about this big oh my goodness here he goes with a lot of diagrams the on history it. of why this is all messed up <laughs> look i it just says dwarves in big letters i don't have <laughs> a much mind of what's happened in the last few days or nights, or even a real sense of the time. But whatever it was, tell you my life. I don't know what they what they wanted with me or what they were after. Yeah, basically, they were after a cheap and easy labor, kinda also known as slaves. Feels. Oh, Chin. Did anyone tell him his beard's missing? No. Uh, I imagine he'd he'd realize that already. I think he's just not realizing it. Huh, that's curious. What stuff they hit him with? I think we should probably let him go to sleep. He's probably exhausted, and this isn't doing him any good. I'll aid you in what way I can. If if you aren't ordered to the Sentinel, if you're with the Guild of Faith, strange sort of acolytes you be. Well, I'm not on the question of providence at this point. Tell the Sentinel I'm... I'm in good hands with my wife here, but I need, I need the rest. Of course. I need to sleep. Of course. I need water, food. I gotta get my head, I need to lay down. Are we, this is the place they're staying, aren't it? This is the, that, that gold sky in. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, uh, his wife's help sort of gets up to his feet, still holding his clothes sort of around uh, his middle here. Keep what decency you can have. I'm. I'm gonna. I head to a room. I think. Of course. Find me. Find me. Perhaps in a day's time. Of course. Yeah, four nights rest. Now, I'll, I'll tell you whatever I can put together. If you after. Very good. I'll tell you what I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, all of you. I don't even know what it is you've done, but thank you. By the gods, by Torag's old hands. Guided his hammer and his chisel to find me and to save me. What about the rest? It's very them too. I... We do not know where uh, anyone else would be. You were uh, brought to us mostly because you are a man of faith. The people who took you met with one of us and apologized, saying they would uh, return you. They did not know. But we're very, we're very keen on finding out where they are, so that we can get them out. Water. If is there any yes, yeah. water here? We'll give you all the water you want. I'll take whatever water skin you offer him. The decanter of endless water. The decanter of endless waters. Yeah, the decanter of endless water. Yeah. Is it wise to drink straight out of that? Nope. Yes, it's pure water. 
Yeah, as but long as you don't activate it, it should be fine. That's right. Remember, my knowledge of a decanter of endless water is that it comes out with uh, some force. Probably. I mean, that's only if you turn it on in fire hose it. mode, right? Yeah, if, you, if you open the nozzle all the way, you just got to a little bit. Um, like a water hose. But him and his wife seem, while truly grateful, he's in no condition really to provide much information to you now. Let's take him back to their room. And uh, his wife... Seeming to have a good hold of him. He doesn't have much weight, and uh, he maintains that she can handle, she can get him back to the room from here. She can lay him down, she can tend to him. But thanking you both, both and thanking you profusely, take their leave back down the hall around the corner to their own room in the end, leaving the five of you there in the hall. Well, that's one down. Well, she did give us a measure of good faith. She said she she did what she said she was going to do. And your point? Our point is, I would like to meet with her. Now, let me remind you, the whole entire reason we had to deal with this is because he was taken as a slave. I know. There are multiple people taken as slaves. And in order to find out more, we have to meet with her so we can get more information out of her. If I remove this skin from her arms, she will tell us exactly what we want to know. <laughs> Trishik, you do know that if you torture someone, they don't really tell you the truth so much as just tell you what you want to hear. I don't need the truth. I need location of where this man was brought from. That's all I need. I don't need to know anything else. And to be perfectly fair, we're not exactly trying to... T what Trishik's going after isn't torturing her for a confession. It's torturing her for information relating to something that we already know she's done. Dears, if I can get in the same room with her, I can literally get inside her head. I don't think... I, I could do... I think you're selling her awfully short. As much as I admit that it, you're, you're quite advanced, you're quite powerful, but let us not forget that the December Mayor person has actually... She's running an entire section of the triad. She's basically on the same level that Varys was. It wouldn't be good to underestimate her. I don't want to underestimate her. I want to test her out. I don't want to underestimate her. gracious. You know what, Resume? Do what you like. That's why if she's we... not going by herself. I don't want to go by myself, but we have to meet her or we're not going to get anywhere. Oh, I'd like to meet her, all right. Oy vey. So, seeming that there's not much more you could accomplish here... Or really, I don't know if there's much you can do with anything while the, the city sleeps, really. You, unless anyone has anything they really want to do, would have maybe eight to ten hours to relax as you can, rest. That's enough time to pull a rune and transfer it with yeah, crafting. I can do that if you want to do downtime for training. Isn't I mean, moving a room is a downtime activity, isn't it? Yep, cool. I'll do that. You need a downtime day. It's literally just measured in days of downtime. It's not like uh, you have eight hours after you did some stuff, like you need a downtime, you need a day to do it. Unless moon moving is different. Which is an eight hour activity. Yeah, I but I don't know if it's counted as a downtime. I know need, it's an eight hour. You activity. need like eight work hours, which you don't have at this point, having already spent several hours going out. And it's effectively in the afternoon. It, yeah, it is effectively like mid afternoon at okay. this point. I guess On the bright like side, this next forge day that dawns will effectively coincide with our morning. So you're going to get that point where it lines day. up real good. Yeah. Hey, so there was one thing I wanted to do um, while I was kind of alone ish. Um, I haven't really taken a good look at the imprisonment commuter resurrect 
rituals in quite a while. Um, I know a little bit more about magic. It's not worth it. We're not there yet. I know, but- I built a spreadsheet. We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, spreadsheet man. <clears throat> yeah, we need like an extra like plus four, plus well, six. What I'm saying is Resme is going to use this time to learn more about each of the rituals that are in the book and try to start internalizing them so that she starts understanding their working mechanisms a little bit better. And these are the books that you got from the Hag Coven within Dreamgate, right? Mm -hmm. You had found? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Imprisonment, resurrect. Moment to flip-o here. Um, that was... Planar ally and resurrect. Imprisoned came from somewhere else. I think we got that in Varus's stash. That was the book. Of, yeah, that stash. was that, that was, was the book was. of Dear God, don't show that to anybody ever. Take a slip. I took that was the book of demon names, right? That's yeah, that was, was the wizard's book of extra planar registry. The extra planar registry is what it yeah. was. So you have this... the hag book with a few rituals and the extra planar registry. Yeah, you had retrieved from this. Like I was trying to, I was scratching for where it was that it actually come from. Uh, looking through much of the Hags book here, between what the Hags had and the Extra Planar Registry, you have an interesting pair of options. Because the Hags had the Planar Ally Ritual. And the Extra Planar Registry gives you the information that you would need to contact an assortment of potential Extra Planar creatures attempt perhaps to summon them but planar ally kind of like having the phone and the phone book yeah it's pretty much yeah you have the one of ritual of phone and then you have the phone book that's the extra planar registry the planar ally is a very interesting let's go probably with interesting kind of ritual because it's not a summon spell and this is an interesting thing in the way that just mechanics of magic works in Pathfinder. Summoning magic basically duplicates a creature. You don't actually summon. You're not pulling Jim Bob the water elemental from the plane of water away from his wife and kids. <laughs> you get brutally murdered. Trying to figure out how exactly to dry his laundry in the plane of water. His trickle um, and droplets. You are Sorry. creating almost like an echo copy of one of these creatures. You're using the conjuration magic to construct what is almost a shadow of the actual thing that you were after. But Planar Ally is very different from that. Planar Ally is basically directly petitioning your god to send you a servitor of some kind to aid you. Uh, knowledge from the Extra Planar Registry could certainly help you narrow that down somewhat but you are not with planar ally reaching out to a specific being so much as you are reaching out with again a plea to your god it might not like what is what is resume worship so uh, I, I, I worship right? alceta um so essentially what i'm looking for is somebody to have my back in this situation to be my ace in the hole an ace that no one knows about but me. Well, Planner Ally was definitely to take three people. So 
It's gonna be. It, and that's fine. I meant by me, I meant us. Like, and I'm. Me being the heroes of breach. The heroes of breach. Yeah. That's fair. So I want to see <laughs> if it was the royal me. me. The royal me. The royal me. Um, if because they're very nervous about us walking into this situation, I want to see if we can get us a one up, a way to make them more comfortable walking into this situation with something this other person could never expect. Look how you think there's this situation is even going to happen. So as you were attempting to, <laughs> if you wanted to enact the planar ally ritual, if you were leading this, and it might not be super wise for you to lead it you would be using almost more than your own magical ability your own piety and devotion to Alceta to ask for aid uh whoever is casting this ritual needs to have well it doesn't even necessarily need to have any native magical magical ability, ability like I could cast it yeah Trishik could cast this to a totally good god <laughs> he definitely worships this super good aligned. What are they for for Norgorber? Slothful evil, I believe, on Norgorber. He might be neutral evil. I believe he's neutral. He's definitely not chaotic. No. He's lawful or neutral. I'm not sure which. Um, but you would need two allies with you who also, again, don't need to be magically inclined, but do need to be able to more directly entreat the deity explaining what exactly it is that you want, what you need from them. Uh, and they, uh, having some friends that are, you know, perhaps a little more silver-tongued could help with this, uh, as they are literally pleading the case to the deity while you are attempting to prove your worthiness. It is an interesting ritual where, again, really magic does not super come into it very much. So maybe having Roshin plead her plead her case while I do the talking might be the best way to go about it. After all, what we want is essentially bloody vengeance. Mommy, I need a friend. Mommy, help. <laughs> all right. It's very oh, hard on myself. You. Can um, I see Aunt Gilda for a second? <laughs> I'm going to go talk to Roshin. Okay. All right. Let's have a chat, because I don't think you and I are on the same page with this, and I want to get there. I'd gather that point, yes. I want to go and get these slaves out. I want to free them. Mm, so far, so good. <laughs> to do that, we need to find out where they are and who's holding them and what the situation is. Oh, certainly, certainly. To do that, we need to get her in a situation where she is extremely vulnerable and willing to give us that information. I mean, I, I suppose that'd be one possible way to do it would be to, oh, just find the leader of the people who are keeping all the slaves and get the information from her. I was more thinking we'd just investigate what uh, Torah, uh, what um, Thalos knows and uh, use that to track it down. That... I think it'd work out a bit better seeing as how we have access to him and not to her. That is assuming he knows enough to be helpful. Yes. And he may know, and he may not, but I like having multiple plans of attack. All right. Remember how I told you about the rituals I found in the books? Mm, just so. One of them is a ritual of summoning an ally. An ally of... A Plain god who is somebody who you have a relationship with. Mm. 
to the hags with their worship of Hathala. They were trying to go and pull a pull a servant of them, which apparently they did. Apparently, that blasted bone devil. Right. Still in Breachill somewhere. But I was thinking, since what we're after is essentially bloody vengeance against tyrants, perhaps you would be willing to entreat Milani with my assistance. Are we looking for bloody vengeance against tyrants? We're looking. That's what I'm looking for, but. I'm looking to save their lives, and if that involves spilling blood, then I'm all for it. But my main goal is to get those people out of there alive. Hmm. And I don't care what we have to do to do that. And if that involves spilling not a drop of blood, that's fine too. But if it involves killing every one of the triad, I think I've shown over the past few months that I'm not afraid to do that either. Mm -hmm. Right, and so you're you're asking that we go and ask Milani specifically for help uh, at uh, delivering some sort of uh, one of her servants to go and give us an aid. That's what I was thinking. And this is one of those rituals there. It is, and I think it's within our capability to do, and I think, I think it would be a good idea. Hmm. So I would say as much as this, um, we shouldn't take this lightly. It's not something that we do in our spare time and then ask whichever servant's been dispatched to stick around and just wait in our rooms until we decide. We should do it as soon as we have something that we need them for. Exactly. But I wanted to talk to you about it first because this is your relationship with your goddess and it is personal and it does mean a lot to you. Truly, it feels a little one way at times. I know, but faith is weird like that. Sometimes it does feel one way, but it's still yours, and it's still your choice. I'm fine with asking about it. It's along her lines. We could go ahead and give it a shot. Oh, uh, let oh. me see it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Alrighty, so as you would look through this, this seems like an incredibly complex sort of ritual. Uh. Uh, maybe a religion check. Rasheen, as you're looking through, seeing, trying to see the actual specifics of how you would manage to make this work. I'm going to spend a hero point on that. There you go. Because I have them. Hero do, point. Do, 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 Big do. brain Rasheen. Manamana. Rasheen, indeed. He paid us defending. Are you serious? There you go. This is Ooh. what hero points are for. Kind of. Kind of big brain machine. At least it wasn't a fortitude save. This isn't Get written in a... I'm sorry, this isn't written in a language I understand, Resme. <laughs> oh, actually, I think it... It's infernal. That's going to be a bit of an obstacle, I'm afraid. Oh, uh, maybe I can translate it for you. Right, well, I'll let you work on that. Okay, uh, I'm going to work on a translation, because that was stupid. Uh, <laughs> that was just, that was... Wait a minute, this was dumb. We shouldn't have done this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to translate this for you first. Thank you, Chaz Per, for that delightful natural one from a hero point. <laughs> It's not Shazper's fault. You can't roll dice. <laughs> He's got a point. It's true. It's true. Um, but, um, so make me a society check then, Resme, as you're trying to uh, figure out how to translate this. Because it's an incredibly like detailed and complicated ritual. So it's not as easy as just like transcribe from devil to uh, English. Yeah. Strangely, like, you're, not, you're not translating pig So strangely yeah. enough, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to translate it to elvish first and then translate it to common because it translates better to the older language. And once I have it in the older language, 
I can then translate it to a language that has more sort of modern commonality with it. Fair so enough. I actually think doing a double translation might help me here. All right, give me a society roll. That's that makes sense to me. That's that's big brain, smart brain. You like to see the smart plays. Uh, well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, use a hero. This point. is the hardest ritual anyone's ever tried to learn. We don't have good luck with these rituals, I tell you. But you know why we don't have good luck with it? Because the rat is sitting on the tower giving us the plague. That is wow. 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 Put the, wow. Put, put, I don't put think the you can over there on one of those towers. I will not tolerate such racism at my table. <laughs> Ratism. Yeah. What you know then? what? Went up by three. Gonna take it. Still below a 10. 27. Uh, <laughs> with a 27, uh, you would be able to double translate this through into something that Roshin could read. It's definitely gonna take you at least at least a downtime day. That's fine. To attempt to translate. But um, otherwise, with that sort of discussed and as a theoretical plan, I think I feel like at that point, there's not much more we can probably do no. with this evening. Uh, the group of you. As Marshall goes down the way to bed, we're going for some dreaming training here. Ooh, right, we got Look, the we magical got, dreamland we got, training. We got magical dreamland, so. Raz is singing you a dwarven lullaby. You're getting sung to sleep. How does sound? Oh, uh, ten minutes. Okay. So your last your last dream, you actually remember it vividly as you fall back asleep. Um, it's just you fighting waves and waves of enemies, just filled with anger, filled with rage, but you outside perspective feel incredibly calm and you're just kind of watching yourself fight this way. And then this next one, you feel yourself enter into your own body and you're filled with that anger, you're filled with that rage. And all of a sudden it leaves you and you feel empty inside and you no longer feel the, the urge to fight and you're struggling to fight and you just can't. And that is your entire dream is this you filling up with anger and then it's just disappearing, leaving you hollow. That sounds helpful. Yes, that does sound awful. It's almost like a nightmare. Hmm. What? Well, in that aspect, if it's a nightmare in typical martial fashion, as he's, a, he's like, ah, ah, he'll like roll over, grab you, like squeeze. I'm, like, no, I'm not there the entire time. I cast a spell on the walk away. You're in different beds. Yeah, you got your own beds. I have reach. I <laughs> I cast a 10 minute spell, then walk and go to the girls' room and go in there and sleep. And Trishik sleeping in the bathtub. We discussed mm -hmm. this yeah. already. Oh, yeah, to be moist. Yeah, you right. fill it up, and I just. He has to make a couple circles like His little nose sticking out over the top of it. So, uh, as you awaken the next morning to the sounds of the clock tower in the center of Cobbler heralding in a new forge day. Every couple of days it does line up. It's like every three, I think. You got the one where you line up with them and then the one where you wake up in the middle of the night and you just have the morning and then the one where you wake up. Uh, you wake, yeah, you wake up in the middle of the night and you just have the morning and then you wake up halfway through the day and you just have the night and then it lines up again. I think it's every three days the yeah, cycle lines right. up with the forge Well, 36 with 24, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, so it's the third day which means our cycles have synced back up again. We have aligned ourselves with the Dwarven calendar and we arise to ready ourselves with the town of Cobbler itself. So after your daily preparations, you're readying your magics, you're preparing your armor, your breakfast. Drying off. Takes a while. Drying off your wizard moisture. 
You have a lot of scales. You gotta kind of like get in the scales. And lift get them up all. each individual one and towel off under there. Do your scales just no. like lift? I was like, do they just have like hinges? Not at all. <laughs> if you're like a frilled lizard, you have to wash under that. Like it would pop up. Oh man. Make sure your stickers you... are extra clean. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the gunk they pick up. What are your plans for today? Well, you have done a lot of things for the council. And... Meet with the council. Yes. Buy weapons. Uh, set up the the false buy, like which a time to a do it, which would probably just be later on in the day. Which is probably, probably going to be a real buy, honestly, because we do have to outfit the Citadel. Well, and, uh, food. Food. Well, if your goal is to get the Council of Regents together, uh, the group of you could early in the morning travel up to the Earthfire District and to the headquarters of the Anvilers Guild. Uh, as the forges are stoked and the lava is flowing through their central channel to meet with Forge Master Thunderflare, who agrees that if you have investigated many of these avenues and you have a lot to report back to the council, she will convene the Council of Regents that eve. Uh, it will it will take you uh, take them a large part of the day because they have to send word out and everyone who, who agrees to come will have to uh, make their time. And it is going to be in the latter half of the, of the Forge day, uh, which is the end of your day because your day arc is just the forge day your mm -hmm. there's as much longer than yours uh yeah, if we got to stay up just a little bit yeah but it would be fairly late for the rest of you uh however if you wanted to set up the buy uh, she has a whole lot of various uh, purchases and deals that go through through the Brothers guild of traveling merchants and all that uh, that's something she can organize pretty quickly so you uh, other way around she could get you the information you need to go undercover and pose as merchants pretty much immediately if you wanted to. Uh, but it would take her some time to call the council to get the council together, and that would basically be like the last thing you'd be doing with your day. It's fine. Well, uh, perhaps if you'd like to take care of Bai, I can take care of Rune, and it gives you time to do some day training. And I know Resme is still, okay. work. still working on, the, uh, on translating those things. Uh, Raz, what are you doing? Care to come along to the, be part of the merchants? I get to hang out with Oshane again. I like hanging out with Oshane. She's I fun. I like hanging out with you too, Raz. So we'll get a little bit of business done. We'll get some setting up business done. Well, fair enough then. So I hate who, this infernal book. Who Especially, is it that'll be joining us uh, for this sort of thing operation we're uh, gonna have here? It seems to be me and Raz, uh, the two most well, I suppose not quite the most obvious people, but yes, I'm afraid so. It's gonna be us. It's wise, honestly. I think uh, not bringing Marshall along. Might be a good idea to make you look more uh, foreign travelers from far abroad, from far above even. Uh, especially yourself, Raz. No offense, of course, but you're very a, notable here within the town of Kofler. I am a foreign traveler. Traveled all over. Well, that fits in perfectly. Perfectly. All right, so we can organize this. I can pull some strings. I can have you stand in for a couple of our uh, traditional merchants. We'll be meeting with a couple of travelers that are coming through throughout the afternoon. Uh, uh, meeting with many of our... Uh, various sale points uh, to arrange and organize some things and uh, pick up whatever it is you want. Of course, I imagine in the, in the way of this, you're going to have to actually be forking over some amount of gold and possibly even platinum pieces to buy some of these pieces from our uh, our stocks here. Uh, and, of course, I'll be reimburse you for anything you need to spend throughout the day. That shouldn't be an uh, issue. Yes, of course, you wish to keep the purchases, you're more than welcome to. But operating well, expenses as it is. I'm assuming the quality of the items uh, meets up to your standards, of course. Well, that seems to be the problem, isn't it? If we're lucky, perhaps, you may be able to sort out uh, 
some something that may be amiss, something that seems more difficult to put together. Some contacts that aren't coming through like they're supposed to be. If we're beyond fortunate, perhaps you end up with one of these defective weapons. That could be the goal. And maybe even be able to route them back to their source. I don't know if that's... Well, seems like... A very, a very own little quest for Sky here, minus the divine origin and backing. So, were I the fortunate cave scream, I wouldn't be putting a whole lot of my chips down on that one. But hopefully we'll find something of value. Now, I've gotten all of this together for you in the last couple of days. Here's a list of various contacts you can use throughout the town, meetings you can arrange, and uh, vendors you can work with to acquire some of our product. And she hands you uh, a detailed list of various places, uh, largely throughout the Earthfire district, uh, but some stalls through the Traveler's Quarter uh, and various meeting places that the Guild of Arms officially sells some of their trades or uh, sets up their commission work. So the two of you are going to need, obviously, to pose as merchants. This is the most clear-and-cut deception check that has ever existed. <laughs> so as you're going together, you have two choices, much like when you were tracking down that uh, Talos when he went missing. You can either split your own ways, make your own deception checks, and follow your own leads, or you can work together. One can aid the other, and through your day's investigations, you can both try to work towards some sort of uh, evidence here. I think it's, it's probably probably best if we work work together. You think? I think uh, splitting up actually would be pretty good. You're pretty good at spinning a yarn. I imagine you'd be good at it. I'm not gonna lie. Are you seriously? Lying's always been really, really hard. I kind of just blurt out the truth sometimes. Goodness gracious. Keep in mind, you're, you can come tell me, hey, we probably need your help. <laughs> I'm not, like, my day's not devoted to this if you need me for something else. It, it kind of is, actually. I can just do what it are you? What are you day. doing, Trishik? There was a rune someone wanted to Yeah, if you want to do that, it is your whole day. You, yeah, but I can just not do it and help them with this. We, we, we if need, they we need just... To they need my help with lying. <laughs> I stomach How do you do, good friend? Would you like the lizard of dishonesty to assist you? His head just pops up. Lying? Did someone say lying? No, no. He is the lizard of lies. Lizard of lies. Um. Boy, use lore merchant. Well, Raz, perhaps uh, in that case, if you're if you're actually bad at this entire thing, it might not be the best idea for you to do any talking. Perhaps you could just kind of come along with me, and we'll. We'll show you how it goes. Yes, that bad. <laughs> probably, probably for the best. So step one, I'm going to take this armor off. <laughs> um, so I, I suppose then uh, Roshin is going to start by changing our outfit. Okay. Um, Do you want help? You're busy. Resume, come back. Resume head. Fashion. 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 Um, Why don't we split up for this? <laughs> Uh, take off the armor, take off the tabard, um, and uh, instead, um, she, she understands that she both smells and looks fairly sinister. <laughs> this is, there's really no way around that. It's just part of heterochromia and having a literal red eye. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's just... You a, look like a demon. Uh, yeah, she does. She looks a little uh, imposing. Cool. Might work in your favor in so, this case. Well, I think what it's going to do is that that's kind of the direction the disguise she's going to kind of lean into. She's not going to try to be, hey, I am upstanding traveling merchant person. It, she's going to dress in a way that she looks a bit shady. Um, it's going to... She'll have like... Uh, <laughs> Is your name Strider? Uh, so the um, uh, it kind of uh, well, she'll she'll wear um, a sort of a plain but 
well well apportioned clothing. Um, it was sort of is that a, clothing that you have? It's not. I'm gonna have to go get some. Fair enough. Um, you just look in my. Uh, I'll just look through True Sheik's backpack and take something out. Um, but uh, why is it, everything he has black? No, it's not. <laughs> other but, than that vest he wears. But uh, yeah, no, and, and because she's been working with uh, with resume enough, she knows her her color palette now, so she'll keep it to blacks and silvers I'm and so grays. Proud. Um, be nondescript, but high quality and fine, um, and maybe with a, a a small hood and mantle built into it. We're going to fall hooded, hooded, spooky back alley merchant. Well, it also is good because it's uh, Roshin is incredibly distinctive. Does so, the eye glow from under the hood? Yeah, maybe it's a trick of the light. Maybe it's actually glowing with Eldritch power. We don't know. Um, she That's has fun. Eldritch power. <laughs> um, and so she'll start with that. Um, for Raz, uh, honestly, I think it'd probably be best just to be leaning into his naturalness. So, like, he's got all these books and scrolls. He's going to have more of them. Like you're gonna bury him in books and scrolls. He just pulls and out another years. bandolier, puts he just, it on. <laughs> he's a belt full. He, he's been he's been very um. He's got conservative. Sticking out of your armpit, he's, like under your head. It's just like tucked all over. He just. Oh, and I and the final touch. The final touch you need. I saw Buford do this once. Take your hat off. Replace it with a different looking hat. I, he oh, did that. He did. He did that last week even. Oh, that's right. You did do that last week. You had your fishing hat. It's in my car. <laughs> It's okay, you're not fishing. <laughs> I, I take off. Just take my hat and flip it around. You have to look quite different. All right, I think that sells it. All righty. So, who's rolling where? Got the distinct impression that I was going to be the one main rolling deception. You are. All right, Raz, <laughs> give me your aid first. Give me a deception roll. Aiding another, like a rat do. You guys I'm, suck today. <clears throat> I am a handy dandy translator. I can translate any language. I know 26 it's a Good thing we're not fighting a giant lake serpent today. I know. <laughs> well, I, I doubled the roll. No, that's a 15. That's much better. So I'm just going to make my roll now. So you get a. What is. So that's a good. What's your deception modifier? Is it. Are you like untrained? No, no, it's untrained. I just oh, rolled 15 it. was your total. total. Yeah, the total is 15. Oh, I'm just I rolled roll a my die. I had 15 on the die. I, I like, rolled a. Well, you got I rolled like, a 5 oh, on the die earlier. 15. All right, well. I'm not hindering you. The rat is here. Yes, yes. The rat, the rat would like is here. to believe he's helping. He, he, he's. Moral he support. Believes. He believes. He's, he's eating cheese. Hmm. Uh, is that uh, like an eight or a nine? Oh, uh, that's a seven on the die. That's going to be a twenty-six. Like I mean, that looks like a hero point. I have a okay. couple of hero points here. No, I'm actually that's trained in okay. deception. Fortune teller. Of course, she's trained. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to apply here, sir? <laughs> I like your attitude. I'm just saying that Roshin's fortunes are very much real, and is actually her reading the signs and totally not making up a story that's people exactly. want to hear. Exactly. That's. That's you know you you not a diviner. No, you have to be ready to lie to the people who are gonna die in five. Are minutes. you trying to tell me that every divination spell is uncommon? I'm trying. I'm trying not to say that she doesn't cast a fourth level spell slot of read omens for just anybody who asks her for a fortune. Only the special clients get the actual fortunes. All right, so I think it's worth. I think it's worth a hero point for this. Ooh, I think yes. Destronets. Give me your coins. I think Destronets would like me very much to to roll better than that. I channeled the power of mine to you. A little better. It's a little it better. Went up. All right, it went up. It went up at least. It went up a couple points, which actually might be significant. We'll find out. Uh, so that's going to be a 28. With a 28, the two of you throughout the day go through a couple of different points of sale and a couple of different contacts. 
Uh, you would end up spending some money. Uh, it's a part of the task. You end up acquiring uh, a small assortment of some fairly typical weapons. Uh, some long swords, some short swords, some maces, uh, as well as probably a variety of different dwarven steel square shields mm -hmm. and possibly even some armor as well if you were to go in so far. Yeah. Uh, but throughout your day of accumulating some goods, all your interactions with the Ambler's Guild's salesmen seem to be genuine. Uh, no nothing really jumps out to you as being out of the ordinary. Nothing All appears... the stuff we get our hands on, I'm checking it for my mark. Yeah, nothing appears to be improper. And you marked the ones back in the Ambler's Guild, right? Mm -hmm. Every uh, single Every one. single thing that was there a couple of days ago. Uh, and they were the mostly complete weapons. So you would probably get a couple that would come back with your mark. Uh, you probably would find your sigil on a few of them. Uh, but neither of you were crafting trained? I'm trained. <laughs> You trained? I'm trained in crafting. Give me a crafting roll as well. I was actually seriously worried about that. <laughs> you gotta be able to tell if you get it. Like, not obviously crap. 34. Well, 34. Uh, you feel like you, you give your weapons a fairly thorough examination after each stop. You uh, head back either to the Gold Sky Inn or back to the Ambler's Guild or somewhere else to look them over. Uh, you may even enlist Forge Master Thunderflare uh, on occasion to see if there's anything, if she can see anything wrong. None of your weapons appear to be flawed. Everything appears to be functional. It appears to be at the standard of the Ambler's Guild. Uh, you don't appear to have gotten any false merchandise. And even through your inspections throughout the day, you didn't find anything out of the ordinary. So, didn't come up with anything today, but this is very much an operation that it, it's not like merchants are returning their goods literally every other purchase it's mm -hmm. like there have been a couple throughout 20 forge days it might take you a couple of days of effort to really get into something um and if if necessary what um what we can do is if uh, at if roshin can arrange it with the forge master to just stop by every night and just remark all the stuff that's new yeah she would absolutely like you to do that and uh, then that that way we can just use to keep track take a it's unconventional and uh, the main concern would be, can you understand the marks aren't clearly present or visible unless you're doing something with them, but there's something you can remove without having the weapon again? If you know where it is, um, it, you can actually scrub away at it and eventually remove right. it. Right, but for a weapon that hypothetically we'd sell to a traveling trader who takes it back out to the surface out to Cheliax or Taldor or something, could you remove it without having to go there? Oh, it'll expire by itself. Uh, it's going to last for about a year, though. It'll, it'll wear away eventually. But it's invisible. They wouldn't notice it. Yeah, I... There would be a slight... There'd be a slight aura if anyone with, uh, with the mind to care to look at it. I want you to know... And if nothing else, this should certainly be pointing how important this is to me to get this sorted. And I'm allowing some strange magics on our goods. And I'm taking your word for it, Rasheen. If that's what we have to do. Look, my outfit aside, I'm actually quite trustworthy. That's what we have to do. All right. It's fine by me. Throughout the day, Trishik, you are attempting to migrate a rune. I, I, I don't mean to, to say anything, but 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 I really, you know, it's the thing. It's what are you time. doing today? No, no, I meant it's like the time. It's what like are you doing today? Wanting to pee. Okay. She spends a day in the bathroom. It's a very difficult <laughs> afternoon. You're moving a rune. What are you doing? Uh, I'm translating. 
All oh, right, you're translating the book. Is what you're doing? Yeah. I just, I guess, I'm doing uh, day three of training. Okay. Uh, Still just kind of working on your, uh, your practicing, preparing yeah, yourself. I can't do much until I get the new room. Can't lose to a member of my own family. Stuff like that. What so, rune am I moving? Yeah, that's what I was gonna you, ask. You're, you're, you were taking the sound rune off of Rectangle, and I'm going to save that for later, and I'm going to exchange the fire rune off Big Red for the Morphine rune when I go into town and buy it. What rune am I doing today? Sonic rune off of Hammer. Sonic rune off of Hammer. Not onto something else, just putting it onto a rune Well, stone. ideally... Yeah, put it on an empty rune, yeah. You yeah, need I... to get a rune stone, uh, which is three gold, but no difficulty to do. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just put on a blank rune now. Yeah, so take three that. gold off of whoever's book just up, footing the bill for the rune stone I mean, here. Would you be able just to stick it onto the axe? Well, no, you don't want it on axe. You want it on a rune stone. Yeah, yeah, no. no so yeah, just, and then give me a crafting check. I'll take a, take it out of the common. Okay, dog. I mean, I got three gold. I can play that. He's doing me a favor, so. It's uh, a two. Oh, is it a two? It's a it two. looks two-ish. It no, it's a nine, actually. Yeah, it's a nine. nine. It's a nine. It's a nine it's with a dot, dot right on it. Oh, I see. It is a I nine. can see why you thought that was a two. It looked like, angle, totally looked like a two to me. From my angle here, it absolutely looked like a two. So, the dot looked like it was a line on the bottom. That is a 27. Uh, 27, and Sonic Rune is not higher than 10th level, so I'm sure that's successful. Uh, throughout your day's effort, you would be able to remove that inscription and put it onto a runestone. So with our 7th level. Yeah, yeah like it's below. It's not 11th. So with your day's efforts largely behind you forge method and thunderflare also would have let you know that the council of regents would be convening as i said it would be uh in the latter half of the forge day the very near the end of your day and we're gonna take our break our midstream break here when we return from that we'll head back up to the hall of regents and we will once again be faced with the full council well the full council is probably not going to answer the call this time, having already spoken with us once. But most of the council, to tell them what it is we've discovered so far and see if there's anything else of can value. I, can I flirt with the Archmage? That we can learn. Please. Everyone in the chat, thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out. Feel free to get some snacks, refill your drinks. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. So don't go too far, everyone. We'll be RB. As we left off, loopholes notwithstanding. We had spent our days uh, trying to follow up this investigation for Forge Master's Thunderflare, moving some runes or transcribing and training. As the day nears to a close, time has come to return to the Council of Regents, the Regents Hall, to meet with all the fair dwarves and, well, give them a status update, see if there's anything else we can learn. So the group of you head up to the Hall of Regents further on the north side of town, back into the building and are led back once more to that audience chamber. St almost strange in the fact that it's just generally plain. Uh, it's very simple. There's no even a back door for the regions to arrive through. Uh, each of them filters in much the same as you do, almost as equals, before they take their seats at the chairs carved with the insignias of their various guilds, ready to receive you. The entirety of the Council of Regents does not come. Uh, they are all individuals that work as a whole, but it has been made clear that several of them have no interest in aiding your cause. Um, Mountain Heart, Odovim of the Stonemason's Guild, and Archmage Sumer. 
of the Guild of Spells have not bothered to answer the summons and to arrive. Not the mountain heart. Oh no. How will we get by without his cheerful disposition? Somewhat surprising. Uh, all joiner row is present of the Carpenter's Guild, hmm. who uh, previously it's had- It's not like he has anything better to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's actually- this, uh... He's there, it's like, a summons! Excellent! Oh, My finest cloak! <laughs> it's the first time he's been able to get into the into the room since we broke the table, so now he's getting measurements yep. to get the table replaced. I had to make a good impression. The all joiner is set in the chair of the uh, Carpenter's Guild. Uh, much as the rest of the regions are. And after everyone, the eight of the ten have arrived and saved themselves, and the five of you stand before the table. The Forge Master once more rises from her seat, taking a symbol of her office, this hammer. Oh, wait, the Carpenter's Guild made that. They do have a purpose. <laughs> 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 Leave the poor man alone. <laughs> he does his best. Him, he, he's singular. The <laughs> he's the best carpenter in all of Kavlar. He puts on a different hat when he answers the door. And then when he, he goes to cook his food, he puts his death hat on. He made all of the boots that exist in Kavlar. All six of them. And the peers. <laughs> oh, the peers are wood. His are they? His grandfather probably made those. Look, the carpenter <laughs> is mean, an important part of cobbler. Okay. You can make docks out of stone. Sometimes you need wood to do things in a dwarven city. It's not often, but like weapons need handles and uh, chairs. <laughs> oh, need well, to exist. Toothpicks we eat a lot, so yeah, there, there's a and toothpicks, yeah, toothpicks. Yeah. You can source those some other things. Tables, you know, furniture in general. Stone. Um. Yeah, so shut up. He's an important member of the society. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. Forge Master's Thunderflare rises with a hammer, which I don't think I can do this anymore because it puts it literally exactly in your camera. I mean, you R can, but... It's not wise, but I can do it. Rises with the, can uh, the hammer uh, before her. Uh, the same introduction she had previously. When the first court of regents convened centuries ago, the regents for Cadorn the Mighty, the hero, the reclaimed cobbler, and most other underground places that remain civilized today from orc invaders. Perhaps someday, queen or king will rise again who is worthy of the mantle, one as great of the rulers of old. Until that day, it's our solemn duty to work together to keep Kovler safe and prosperous. A goal that I believe the five of you have already done fine work towards. I know that you arrived here and were near immediately set upon with the woes of this city. But you came investigating your own ends, seeking this scarlet triad of yours, trying to find their operations. But as we begin, I will ask that you share with myself and my fellow guildmasters of the Council of Regents what you have discovered or resolved so far of our fine cities was. She would uh, sit back down. Well, would, uh, uh, you care to take the lead or shall uh, I talk? So, uh, 
firstly, uh, we should say that uh, we have managed to recover the pilgrim. Uh, he was actually returned to us last night, uh, injured and hurt and exhausted and poisoned, uh, but we were able to heal his wounds and uh, cure him of the poison. And he is resting comfortably now with his wife. And the, the sentinel just raises a hand from this, the table where he's kind of slumped over, massive beard still obscuring the same uh, outfit of his office of a station they had him before. And similarly, all the regents are dressed in their same regalia they'd had previously. He almost like raises his hand like a child in school rather than just speak directly to interrupt. Y yes, and yes, Sentinel. <laughs> he kind of sighs and grins. You're unfamiliar with our customs, but I, for one, can appreciate that you are doing your best to follow our traditions. This is simply an indication that I am to speak oh, without so interrupting. I'm so sorry. Miss uh, Olga Leofer, the wife of this missing traveler had come by to the Guild of Faith only a fair few hours ago to tell us that what these heroes speak is true. Talos has been recovered, and he, though he will bear for some time the wounds of his imprisonment, as it seems it was, he has survived. The Guild of Faith and I, as its sentinel, thank you profusely for your assistance. I have brought but a humble offering, a gift, perhaps in return for the effort you have put forth for myself and the dwarven kind which you bear no kinship or affection. And he kind of reaches down uh, and pulls up a crystal. It's fairly large, filling most of his hand. He has to kind of grip his fingers around it. Uh, it's very bright, garishly pink. Uh, almost somewhat, like almost neon in its coloration, uh, but not clear like a crystal solid as a stone, almost looking like a hunk of pink, uh, like thick pink quartz, perhaps. Resume's eyes get really big. Uh, it is carved into a very clear geometric rhomboid. Uh, he places it out on the table before him. So like a D8 then? Yeah. I, I mean, I could say it's carved like a D8 or I could say it's a rhomboid and that sounds way more impressive. That's fair, that's fair. If we go with rhomboid, so I'm gonna stick with rhomboid. But yeah, it looks like a D8. <laughs> you got me there. Rhomboids will be boids. As he puts this down on the table before you, this is a item of some power uh, that if the tales that Commander Bronzebeard has told me of your exploits before you arrived in this hall today are any measure of the truth, 
may aid you in many of your undertakings. Protect you, at the very least. Are you familiar with the magic of Aeon Stones? Uh, Am I familiar with Aeon Stones? Uh, They are all uncommon. So if you are at least an expert in one of the magical traditions, you would probably be familiar with the fact that they exist. All right. But they are certainly not a commonplace item. Hmm. Aeon Stones, uh, and in fact, if you're familiar with them, you might have recognized this as one because they are distinctive. They are magically imbued gemstones or semi-precious stones, uh, which you don't have to wear on your person. You don't invest magic. You don't really do anything with them. Uh, but if you would tune, if you resonate with them and activate them, they will, of, the, of their own volition, their magical connection to you, physically hover around your head. They were called Ion Stones in first edition, but they're Aeon Stones now because that's way cooler. That's way cooler. Uh, they will physically revolve around your head, uh, which means that it is incredibly obvious that you have one. And they take out chandeliers that are too low. <laughs> Not door frames, glasses off through the narrow door frames, kind of difficult. Just conks against the wall. <laughs> a lot of logistical problems with Aeon Stones. Man, if anyone was but, at uh, the table here had them, we'd be knocking cameras over. It'd be exactly, we'd be knocking to each other's Aeon Stones if we had multiple. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they a couple inches out, uh, but they stay connected and attuned to you. Uh, this one is imbued with much the kind of magic that the blessings of Torag and all the dwarven gods have instilled upon myself as sentinel and my guild as his arbiters. It will shield your lifeblood, protect your soul, ensure that in pitched battle you will not so easily be stricken down. Uh, Any one of you could activate this. I am sure by your attire that you are not wholly unfamiliar with the investiture of magical items. And it will activate itself, but it has yet more than that. All Aeon Stones possess within themselves the latent magic of what is admittedly typically a simple cantrip, as is this one. But as the magic is stored entirely in the stone, it will be usable even by those with no understanding of the power itself. Hmm. That, within this stone, would allow you to bring any of your fallen allies back from the brink of death's embrace. To empower their connection to this world and stabilize physically and mentally. It is a gift for your services to the Guild of Faith in our name. You're very kind. Thank you. It is a most precious gift. Thank you. I will be the first to admit that I was quite skeptical when first you arrived here, but my expectations were the furthest thing from the truth. My assumptions were all but folly. You clearly bear both wisdom and strength. But I have interjected enough. Please continue your tale. Um, we hope to speak with him some more once he has rested 
to learn more of his tale, he said that there were others there who had also been taken prisoner and were being enslaved to do hard labor. We cannot countenance such a thing. Mm. We will free them and we will kill all who stand in our way to do so. And so, uh, Thunderflare doesn't raise her hand, but her hammer in front of her. She stands from behind the table. So, what you believe that you came here was true then? Whether it's the Scarlet Triad or some other force. There are slavers acting within Kofler's bounds. I was able to connect with his mind, and I saw in it an image of what he went through. And I, I was able to draw a rather detailed image of it. And again, it, it wasn't quite clear because he was very traumatized, but it was very clear that he was among many others and there were slave drivers and they were being made to do hard labor. He spoke of cold ones, uh, possibly referring to and like, as you say that mm -hmm. the sentinel immediately like raises one fist and nods his head and is clearly incanting some kind of a prayer like immediately at even just the mention of that it seems that uh try it or no there is uh, a great deal going on here that we'll have to go try to put right wonderfully grips her little craft uh, her uh, forging hammer with both hands upon the, the handle. You can see a grip. Her knuckles kind of whiten. Doesn't betray it in her face as much, but you can see across the council here, this is like news that hits pretty hard. Cold ones, he said. Just so. They, if... He's a man of the faith. Are often the way we refer to those dwarves who were left behind, who rejected Torag's order. When he sent us above ground for the quest for Sky, the dwarves left their tunnels in their caves and found the sun. Those that disobeyed Torag. Without his fire and his warmth, he grew cold. And they became Wettiger. And she says that word, and the sentinel, hunched over as he was, pounds his fist on the table. Do not incant such names within the Regent's Hall. How could you, Forge Master? And uh, she takes one hand off her hammer and raises it. And abide that interruption as it was reasonable. I understand, Sentinel. But if these adventures are to aid us, and this is in any way related to their investigations or what they've found, they need to know what stands against them. Are you familiar? I have uh, dealt with them in the past. Uh, Typically, I did not know what they were until they told me. I do not know much except uh, a little bit of their appearance. It is but a trick. 
of Torag's curse, perhaps warped to their will, but they can so easily disguise themselves as common dwarf, dwarven kind, if they so choose. Their skin carries the frost, tinged with blue, and their hair rarely carries a color beyond white. But other than that, you didn't know what you were looking for. Neander is indistinguishable from one of us. I know that they seek to do evil to your people and take them against their will. And I know that they are our enemies as well. And if you, if you seek our help in dealing with them, you shall have it. You said you saw something, Lorisme. Something that you had a vision of some kind. It's not a vision. It's a way of connecting with another person in their thoughts that make them whole in your head so that you can understand them, even if you don't share a language. But you, you drew an image of what you saw. Yes, Perhaps I, you should I did. Share it. So this is some kind of... Telepathy. Like, like a thought share sort of thing. Do, do you want I me wish the Archimage was here. Do you want me to show you? To elucidate us, but... Uh, do you said he drew it, though? I drew it from what he was showing me. You have this sketch. I do. Here. She takes it and looks at it. Oh. One second. Uh, select that source in OBS. It should be short cam. And then just there should be a deactivate button above the sources. Deactivate it and reactivate it that you fix it. Short cam? That's my nickname. <laughs> I thought that was chicken dinner. Put the way out of my way. Why are you being bad, camera? Because <laughs> there's a new lens on it. Good. But, uh, she looks at it. I don't mean nothing to me. Uh, Sentinel Grobland, perhaps this may mean something to you. Hands on the table and the Sentinel. This is coming. Would you like to look at more heresy? Clearly he's not happy about <laughs> it. What are this coming from anyone that's I owed less gratitude and favor than the group of you. I wouldn't even share a glance for the work of the frozen dwarves. He takes it, like holding it kind of out away from himself. Like he's, he's, he's holding the paper like the paper itself is somehow physically tainted. Like just from the top pinched in his uh, thumb and forefinger. I'm sorry it, to offend you. Face down on the table with the art down against the wood. Uh, looks like some creation of a forsaken son. A machine of toil and waste. But I... Yeah, I won't encant the name... Not here, not in the Regent's Hall. But not all Torag's children 
have seen fit to follow in his footsteps and forward as he would. Just as some disobeyed when he handed a quest down from the heavens. So too do even his own children sometimes turn from his teachings. One, he puts his finger on the back of the paper. Far worse than most. Thorag is a god of forge and hearth, a family of skill and craftsmanship. This this is a deity of nothing but blind ambition, needless toil and forgery. But there's a cult operating within Kovler. They need to be hunted out post-haste. A top priority, not just for the Guild of Faith, but for the good of the whole city. And the Forgemaster hammer kind of nods. Indeed, especially if these acts of heresy are driving slavery or in any way related to this triad of yours. We, we think they're connected, and we're hoping once the young uh, pilgrim wakes up and is a bit more coherent, he'll be able to give us some more information. Hopefully. If he was taken to some shrine or hidden cult, the forgotten sun, and he can find it, that's of critical importance. And not only because there are other good men and women of Kovler forced to toil there needlessly, because such things only lead to evil. This child was forsaken by Torag himself. And not for the circumstances of his birth, but for his choices. All that follow him are cold of heart pure and they're evil yes forge master but i want you to understand puts her hammer down the table again that if they're wise to his teaching and they follow his doctrine true they learn themselves in foul ways yes but the forgotten son is a master of deception forgeries they're trained, near perfected liars. Hmm. I imagine you may be thinking the same thing I may be thinking. Perhaps my problem was less superficial than it may have seemed. It's distinctly possible. Moreover, perhaps a question to the Sentinel. Seeing as how you appear to be calling an Inquisition, I have heard that there are rare magics which you may have access to that can define the truth from even the most proficient of liars. Any chance you might happen to have any in your resources that you could devote to this? Uh, I'm sure that there are rituals that I could access that can be performed for such tasks, but this is far more the domain of the Archmage and the Guild of Spells. Who unfortunately, seen unfit to throw his lot with this cause. 
Perhaps, with word of this heresy happening within our fair city, that may be enough to change his mind. I can only hope. But, that say you're looking for, I'm afraid, is nay. My magic's the doors of healing and purity. The forced truth is not something that Torag would smile upon. To be honest, it makes me comfortable to hear that. May, may I make one more request to this point? When we do have the opportunity to question the young man, if you would be willing to lend us somebody who knows the anatomy of the caves, the underground network, as well as anyone, someone who would recognize the network, who has the best opportunity to recognize any landmark of anyone that you have. Perhaps one of the commander's scouts. I would appreciate their presence. With the helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Commander Bronzebeard nods. I. My scouts have the most thorough knowledge of not just the tunnels around Kovler, but the ways through Sagarok and surrounding environs as well. Uh, perhaps they may be able to sort you out with a bunch of maps or navigation aids, whatever it is you need. Looking for something in particular? More importantly, if I was to form a bond between the three of us, myself, your scout, and this young man, and he was to show us the path he took on his way to his this place, and I was to connect the two of them, your scout might be able to see a formation or something that he might recognize that might tell us where this place is. I mean, sure, that certainly sounds like something magic to do. <laughs> that is also a thing that he could just, exist. He just kind of shrugs. God's be damned if I'm familiar with the thing, but... It can be done. Aye. And, uh... I suppose we've gotten a fair bit sidetracked here. You were lauding us with your accomplishments and investigations so oh. far, and I suppose I can fill in a wee bit of that, at least. Uh, I've been told by Sergeant Stonehill that the group of you headed out found a spawning ground for these blue crabs on the lake and were set upon by two massive serpents. There. Wait. Um, Raz goes to speak to you and puts his hand up. He was just kind of nod towards you. They're 500 feet long. She has the heads in her bag. It's bigger every time he tells a story. Got the heads in your bag? But Sergeant Stonehill had told me you couldn't, have the, you, you couldn't fit the heads on a wagon or a building for that matter. It's more magic-y, wagic stuff. Resume's magic managed to get them down to a meaningful size, but uh, given the space... I'll uh, take them out. They will expand up to, well, goodness gracious, the size of a small barn. They were right. massive creatures. I so wouldn't... Shouldn't do that in here, then, I imagine. I don't imagine it would, it would end the well. The tale of the Sergeant Woe was certainly an impressive one if it was through, and honestly, I have no doubt, uh, no reason to doubt your resourcefulness, given the other things you've accomplished so far. And if you'd care to display the heads somewhere, that would be quite impressive to people coming by. There's something else that could come with good of it. If they're as big as Stonehill said, I'm not sure there's anywhere we could properly display such a trophy. Well, they will be permanently uh, they're not gonna. They're not going to rot away. My magic will see to that. Well, you've done fantastic work. Uh, certainly explains what may have happened to the previous fishermen that gone out to investigate. If you're coming by the Guild of Arms Hall to gather maps and navigations and possibly to enlist a scout, while you're there, you'll also certainly sample of our supplies. I'll aid you with what resources I can. We've... Uh, Fair away, uh, fair assortment of potions of their alchemical sorts. 
talismans unless they're ruins. You're welcome to your pick of the crop. Anything we can do to help. Very kind. We're also thinking that that's what decimated the crab population. And uh, perhaps now that they have a lot of food and nothing to eat them all, you'll be able to fish again. And the, uh, the high physic raises her hand and stands briefly, her hands kind of clasped in front of her. If I may, while I am certainly not an expert in the marine biology of the Blue Crab Lake, I have done fa some fair share of studying and reading about the situation itself, uh, especially once the first uh, concerns have started to arise. I'm, while this is certainly a problem, and I'm very well inclined to agree that these serpents are aggressive, they're almost certainly the fate that befell our water fishermen. I'm not quite convinced they're the cause of the issue with the crab supplies. Hmm. These creatures are massive. By the descriptions that the commander and sergeant have given, and you yourselves have corroborated, they seem like they'd be seeking much larger prey. Uh, perhaps a massive flatfish, or uh, things that, uh, the size of a blue crab, would almost escape their notice, just due to the difference. They... I'm not even positive they could effectively eat them. Even just seeing the size of the, the head that you have there. Their mouth's not quite shaped. They're scraping things off the floor of the lake. Their teeth would, wouldn't assist them with that. They're to grab and prey in open water. I, I wasn't actually thinking so much of them eating them as the fact that we found them near their breeding grounds. And having such large creatures there, do you think it could cause stress near the place where they reproduce and perhaps stop them from coming back to the place where they laid their eggs. We're very careful to maintain the conditions of Blue Crab Lake, as it is such an important resource to the town of Kozler. But it's not because the crabs themselves are so fragile. Uh, indeed, part of the reason the lake has earned its name and that they supply so much of the food for our city is they're quite hardy creatures. Uh, they can deal with surprisingly impressive changes in temperature and Sorry to be told, I couldn't even tell you if stress is a thing they could experience. Hmm. How interesting. So, while this is certainly a fair service for Kovler, and a good one indeed, I don't know this is the root of Lake's issues. Hmm. We did temperature tests, and we didn't find any great differences in temperature that would explain uh, any difficulties in hatching, at least none that I could have seen. And moreover, we didn't actually find any other types of fish around at all, or anything. Puts, Bronzebeard puts a hand up, just as he's literally as he starts talking, like yeah. he just throws it up, like you know, you throw your blinker on as you're changing lanes. <laughs> that's, that's him jumping in the conversation. Look, high physic Bowman. I'm not looking to besmirch the reputation or the knowledge of the physics guild or either yourself, but it seems pretty cut and dry to me. We've had a problem with the shortage of blue crab in the lake. Supplies have been dwindling, the populations are on the decline. And these adventurers went out and killed a pair of... what sound like absurdly massive serpents that must have been eaten damn near everything in the region. Directly on top of a spawning ground. I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. <laughs> That's what I said. Moreover, Hyphysic, um, at the very least, uh, the destruction of these creatures makes the area significantly safer. For any of your more specialist scholars of sorts to perhaps investigate themselves without fear of being swallowed whole in their boats. Aye. And for that, we must certainly thank you. But, Commander Bronzebeard, I fear you may overstep the range of the guild farms. <laughs> While I may call upon your men if more of these serpents should arrive that need dispatching, threatening the good fishermen of the lakeside shores, 
the Guild of Arms would not be where I would turn for a dissertation on the biology and the region of the blue crabs, nor the breeding habits, nor any factors among their population. This may be wise. If you believe the lake is now safe, if the fishermen are to return to the waters, perhaps out with them I can send a few physics from the guild to investigate and see if there's anything they can find about the waters themselves. There are many more things to the situation, to the ecosystem, than the simplicity of whether the waters warm or cold. I wasn't able to check the acidic content, unfortunately. I didn't have the right gear. You're wise. And perhaps given a further investigation, you yourself may be able to uh, determine the source of this. Unsure. Uh, it yes. is interesting. Certainly, should your scholars find something that would need our particular talents in line, we're here in the city, we can definitely offer aid. We thank you for the services you've earned so far. This certainly will aid us, and again, at least, if the waters are clear for us to investigate, perhaps we can seek further into the cause of these disappearing crabs. Now, we've interrupted enough on several fronts. You've hardly been able to get a single leg of your tail without... I or some of my fellow guild masters feel the need to interject, so please continue. Uh, on the contrary, uh, I think it's important that we actually have this as a conversation, as your input has been important into us making better uh, logical jumps in our talks. Uh, so I thank you for that. Uh, let's see, next. Uh, oh, uh, so as for the, uh, the, the entry in the logbook, and You're referring to the vault investigation. Yeah, the vault investigation. Uh, I'm afraid that uh, saying her name always makes me feel a bit awkward. Scream. What, the fortunate? Yeah, the fortunate. Fortunate uh, cave scream. Uh, she's right over there. Hi. She kind of puts her hand up. Fortunate cave scream. Is that a problem with my name? No, your name is lovely. Uh, I admit it is kind of a bit odd. It's not the first time that a surfacer's uh, found a strange belligerence with cave scream. It does apparently carry a strange connotation to those that come from above. Uh, I'm afraid someone's trying to frame her. And, uh, she just kind of sits there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the um, Forge Master and almost all the other the Guild Masters look towards the Fortunate. Frame her? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who would know? <laughs> what? So, if you look at the logbook, they try to make it seem like she was the last person to check anything out before the rune was stolen. And the forgery of her name was good. It was really, really good, but not good enough to fool Raz. I got a good eye. It was almost perfect, <clears throat> but not perfect enough. It is a forgery. So the, uh, the gold hand, this is her hand for a moment. Is the gold hand a guy or a girl? This is a gender neutral gay name and I can't remember which way I decided. Uh, I think it was a he when you yeah, were that's, talking. That's what I thought. I was like, the first name's gender neutral. It's a Patreon name. I can't remember what this is. What I went with. So <laughs> many character names in us with different genders. We get to the region zone. It's like black ten NPCs. So I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember their names. Thundershield. You don't know how long it took me. It to is Thundershield. It's gold hand Thundershield. Um, I have notes. Gold hand rises and uh, standing with the uh, golden chain that he has supporting his regent's medallion. <laughs> Hi. 
His pimp hand. Bling. So, if I'm to understand this correctly, uh, you believe that someone has managed to implicate Fortunate Cave Stream and the disappearance of this rune with the logbook that never leaves the site of Zegdananar. Just so. Just so. I'm Just not looking to doubt you, of course, but I do find that a fair bit difficult to believe. Uh, the inevitables are, well, nothing if not actual vehicles of factual perfection. That is why Zegdananar is such a such a powerful force to go vault guard the region's vault. Well, if I may say so, um, the Inevitables certainly are quite good at what they do. Um, but it seems in this particular instance, the perpetrator of this um, took a bit of an advantage of its outlook. Um, Zegdananar uh, seems to have very little regard for the Fortunate's line of work. Um, and in fact, seemed rather shall I say, predisposed to assuming that uh, she was up to no good. Um, I imagine that were, should should the thief have impersonated another member of the council, he may have been a bit more pragmatic, a bit more careful. But as the fortunate was there, uh, Zegdananar does not have a very high opinion of her and almost assumed that she would have simply taken it. Well, it may not be my place to say, but perhaps this assumption is not without good reason. We have a gambler's guild that runs a hall of chance and degeneracy. But the truth be told, I'm unsure why exactly is still given a seat at this table. <laughs> but if your investigations have led you to believe that somehow somebody has forged the fortunate's line into this document, then plain view of the inevitable himself. Moreover, the fortunate did have a fairly strong solid alibi at the time. And she just kind of raises her hand. Oi! Yeah, I did. <laughs> I got a fair few regulars of the Gambler's Guild who were there that evening, and it was quite a memorable one. I believe you'll find Goldhand. And he looks over to her, and you'll forgive me if the word of more gamblers from within your guild doesn't exactly do much to give your cause ironclad defense. Truth be told, I trust the word of these outsiders more than those drinking their coin away in your guild hall. I I don't mean to interrupt, uh, but... And, and yet I, you are. <laughs> and I do hate to intrude upon uh, internal squabbles, uh, but to return to the matter at hand, uh, I do think the most interesting and uh, important uh, aspect of this whole thing is the fact that Really, the only person who could have done this and impersonated them and been successful is another member of the guild. I think it seems far more plausible that if they need a regent seal to get into the vault, that perhaps the fortunate has had her way with you. She does have her wiles, and the forge master whacks her hammer on the on the table here, slamming out of her crafting hammer and stands up. That's enough. Gold hand thunder shield. We didn't come together. I'm sorry, that's the first time I've heard his name aloud completely. Gold Hand's his title. Gold Hand Thunder Shield. Yeah, the Gold Hand is the title. The Gold Hand of. What's his first name? Maroc. 
gold hand Maroc Thundershield. Wow. Maroc Thundershield, without the gold hand, it sounds a lot less pretentious. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. That just, that just destroyed <laughs> me. I always forget what the name of his guild actually is. What is the... Guild of Coin. Gold is the Guild of Coins. That's what it is. Yeah, the Guild of Coins has the gold hand. Ooh. But, uh... <laughs> Ooh, okay, I'm all right. But the Forge Master stands okay. one hand on her hammer on the table and the other just on the arm of her I chair. But again, don't make me do it. <laughs> we didn't come here to squabble about the differences between guilds. We came here to hear the tale of these adventures we put our faith in for the good of Kovler. Now, each and every one of you, yourself included, Thundershield, came to the conclusion after hearing their tale some days past. You believe there may be some truth to it, and you believe there might there may actually be something meriting further investigation. We've been working behind the scenes in Kovler. If we are to allow to believe them, and they are the ones who have investigated this and have seen that this seems to be a frame job. Their testimony, more than the words of anyone else here, the Regency be damned, does more to exonerate the fortunate. She's... Now, please continue. She was unfortunately a, a good fall person because of her line of work. But... I do believe that someone is trying to make you all distrust each other to make it easier for whoever this is to work against the group of you. That cave scheme just... <laughs> How much work have you done there? It is almost as if an organized force has moved in and begun settling a descent upon the ranks. Regardless, uh, it seems that uh, further investigation will require uh, a bit more cooperation and Rushino just kind of make eye contact with the fortunate um, in the investigation, uh, finding additional evidence, uh, perhaps uh, else we may be at as, as far as can possibly, as we can possibly go in this particular case. Um, just so. Uh, um, well, oh, sorry. Roshin, uh, would you like to take the next one? Oh, certainly. Um, lastly, um, we did have a concern uh, brought to us uh, from the Adarned um, regarding a peculiarity on the rune line on the walls protecting the entire city. Um, after careful examination, uh, it seems that uh, an irregularity was discovered and uh, the Archmage himself came out to investigate. Um, he seemed uh, thankful that we brought it to his attention, but as for what he and his crew were able to find since they are not present, I'm afraid I can't very much say exactly what came of it. And the, uh, the Adorned rises, dressed fabulously as ever, his beard still perfectly straight, but clearly moose, they're gelled into holding its place. Mm. It's a fabulous guild of... Finery. I love. I know where he goes for his for his hair. Is, the barber shop on the beach. Does he have gold rings in the braid? Uh, his braid. He has nothing in the beard. Nor does he have a braid. Actually, his okay. his beard is is like straight. It comes down to about the top of his chest, uh, shaped fairly traditionally, but the hair almost perfectly straight. He does have numerous rings upon his hand. <laughs> uh, for a truly fashionable person, less is more. Get with the man it. clearly has snap into a Slim Jim, but coming off the bottom of his face rather than the top of his head. What in the hell does that even mean? 
I had to as think about stands. it for a minute, but yeah. As he stands. <laughs> Indeed. And as the present company is exactly what it is, I fear we may have a deeper problem than Kovler. As Mr. Esme has unfortunately told you, I believe something is amiss with the Wall of the Ancients itself. That great work of magic and stone maintained by just the two guild masters who have declined to arrive today. The Archmage and the Mountainheart. I brought this concern first to the Archmage and then to the Mountainheart himself. And both of them brushed it away as nothing. The Archmage, when he arrived to tend to Miss Resme's assessment at the wall, which she had found after a thorough investigation, an outside, unbiased mage coming to assess the condition of the runic guards, he was forced then to admit something was amiss. There was some flaw among its workings. But I fear he tried to downplay it. I worry there is more at hand than the Guild of Spells and the Stonemasons Guild are willing to admit. Whether that is due to the pride of their work or neglect of their station. Unfortunately, the defect was so subtle that I could not tell you how systematic it was or where it originated from. I would need a much more thorough look at it and a much better knowledge of the wall. And certainly cooperation of the wall's keepers. Yes, which they were not willing to give me. It was like trying to find a, a crack in a pattern when you can only see part of the pattern. Well, part of this pattern is definitely going to involve a hero point. Raz said Taz in the chat, which I think is funny. Yeah, yeah it's Taz. The Razmanian devil. That's true. Taz, Taz gets it. Taz right here. Taz. Mateus, yeah, fair enough. No. For the for the knowledge is only one d twenty away. Probably easy for me to give you this. Probably is. That's a buzzkill monkey. The Rat there. delivery. Rat delivery. But the adorned. Get him away from my tower. <laughs> <laughs> my tower. That one's your tower. Adorned bowman. Nods. As, perhaps again, the wisdom of those not involved in our politics, who have so clearly and plainly laid before us. It's possible that some force, be it a cult or a triad or something else entirely, may seek to drive a wedge into the Council of the Regents to separate the guilds and divide our power. So I do not wish to aid them by driving that further, and the implication that the Archmage or the Mountain Heart are willfully betraying their cause and their people. But it's possible, perhaps, that in a time of peace and safety, perhaps they have become lax. And their station. Or again, perhaps they wish to defend the reputation of their guilds. But I fear that whatever condition this wall may have may be difficult to assess without the Archmage's assistance. But she has time and again declined to give to these adventurers. And so, to our concerns. Forge Master Thunderflare. Though we have no de facto leader, as the Anvilers Guild is the largest and strongest in Kovler. By that weight, you lead us as the head of the Council of Regents. I would ask you demand the Archmage to acknowledge these adventurers, to acknowledge Miss Resme's investigations, and to perform a thorough inspection of the wall itself. 
personally, I was his most trusted magi in the Guild of Spells. And, uh... Sort of looks down. Looks up to Resme, not to the Adorn, straight to Resme. And she kind of slumps a bit. Which usually, she's she's pretty upright in posture. But the Forge Master, after all this is kind of being heaped on, really, checking in here, although you've fixed a, a lot of... The, you've saved um, Talos, you've defeated these serpents, you've done a lot of good. All she's really been heaped with is everything is far worse than they thought it was. <laughs> Heavy weighs, heavy hangs the crown. <laughs> Do you, Resume, believe that you have found some weakness in the wall that merits a further investigation? To be very honest with you, I don't know what I found. It could be as simple as a, a mechanism that was out of whack that could be something fixed by simple maintenance, or it could be a symptom of something far greater. I I want to be very honest with you, and I really don't know enough about it to be able to tell you one way or another. She kind of grins and straightens back up. And that in and of itself is wisdom far beyond your, your years, I believe. I will send for the Archmage after this. A honored bowman. He will tend to the walls. We'll perform a personal inspection of the areas where Mr. Esme has highlighted there may be some flaw and ensure that there is no issue with the enchantments. Keeping the curse of Sagarok in Sagarok. And if there were a spell that were to allow me to make someone grumpy for 10 minutes at a time by making them wet <laughs> and filled with lightning. This would also not go unappreciated. I thought you were going to ask for it. <laughs> just just saying. No, it's okay. We're moving on. Now, you've done fantastic work for us so far. But there are two matters left on our agenda here before we dismiss for this evening. First, I, and with the support of my fellow guildmasters here on the Council of the Regents, wish to extend you what aid we can. We'll reopen the Regent's Vault below the halls and allow each of you to take something you believe will aid you in your investigations, in your travels, or perhaps even as exchange for the services rendered so far. We will, provide you, we will provide you with what power we have and aid you in what way we can. To that front, all join or grow. You denied to share concerns or to put faith in these travels and breaches when they first arrived. I'm not good at this accent. It literally gets harder the longer I have to do it. Would <laughs> that you is how I feel about doing a Russian accent. I occasionally slipped into Arabic. The longer you do it, the more my because my tongue's like. Yeah. I can't do the R thing. It's hard. But the uh, the all joiner nods. It doesn't rise, but sits, hands folding the table. Why? You speak truth. When first you arrived, you shared your tale with us. I saw no pertinent reason. It, he's speaking Dwarven? He's Dwarven, yeah. He's the one that doesn't speak common. Okay. I'm trans. I'm translating. Yeah, I, okay. I'm speaking I, quietly translating. Okay. I, uh... I saw no pertinent reason to believe that such concerns are valid. 
or that five travelers from lands abroad with unknown abilities and untested will will be able to aid. But you've proven me to be incorrect. Not just through your might, and not just through your wisdom, but through your spirit. Regardless of what you seek, Scarlet Triad or whatever it may be, you have no reason to have great concern for Cobbler. And with nary a hand raised to aid you, save for what the regents themselves could share, you've gone out your way over the past days to solve many of their concerns, to save this Raven priest of the Sentinels. And to attempt to unite us at this table where we rule our city. I was wrong. I am not above admitting such. I only hope that you will accept my apology and perhaps aid me as well, my concerns. Of course. What's wrong? One of my workers. The Carpenter's Guild. Jennifer Hemlock. She's gone missing as well. It's been some time now. We've followed our own investigations. And of course, my under bronze beard has been nothing but helpful. And then to me the assets of the Guild of Arms to investigate. To find Miss Hemlock. But some circumstances concern me. And I believe, but you may already know, they come to aid us here in her safe return. She disappeared. What the day poor Talos did. These were close together. Beyond that, she... She left me a letter. I found it on my desk the day, uh, the morning after she disappeared. He told me of recent woes she's had, and it was uh, a petition for her mercy, for her absconding her duty for that eve, as she was feeling unwell due to the state of a pregnancy that she had revealed prior. Mm. And she said not to worry if she had an alternative duty for some time, as she needed to focus on the family. But it seemed off to me. Miss Hemlock is bold, very outspoken. And she's unflinching in her will and her personal decisions. Our relationship that sincere, the pregnancy so advanced as the cause of such woes, doesn't seem something she would go to great lengths to hide. And not just have I not seen her. We had no contact with any of her companions from the guild whatsoever. And as I said, I wasn't even aware she had a serious relationship. She has no husband. She has been supposedly with a letter 
with the physic guild. Check in and have them tend to her to ensure that the birth goes well. And she causes no undue stress or danger to herself or the child. High physic tells me no one from the physics guild has seen Samuel. All right. Admittedly, I understand there's a level of confidentiality here. If she went to such lengths to hide a relationship in a pregnancy, it's possible she would have asked the physics guild to keep her visit secret as well. And I have one thing. I know the high physic Bowman is unflinching in her commitment to guarding privacy for clients and their services. I don't believe this is a cover-up. I believe, given the severity of the situation, that were the case, perhaps Hyphysic would see fit to breach their agreement. And the, uh, the Hyphysic is a hand. It's unfortunate. I'll join a row. I must say there is no situation so severe to breach the confidentiality with their patients. In fact, situations as these are more common, you may believe. An unexpected or perhaps even unwanted pregnancy has gone to great lengths to be hidden. So, I understand your concern, but I'm afraid that I can... I cannot provide any information to confirm or deny anything about the visitation of Miss Hemlock. I can tell you she hasn't been with me or any of my guildmates. It's the same thing I'd tell you if she had. May, may I ask a, a question? A hypothetical question? Of myself? Yes. Oh, we all join her. Uh, you. Of course. If you were to treat a woman for pregnancy and she were to be having a hard time, hypothetically, what might you prescribe her? You could certainly tell me that. Something that would vary case by case, but I am typically remiss to rely on tinctures and potions, either of alchemical or magical nature. Especially for pregnancy, we find that long-term care, personalized, proper care, is much more frequent. The correct solution, make things as simple as possible for all involved. If anything, what I would prescribe her use the word as a member of the guild to watch over her and tend to her to aid her and relieve her struggles as they can so in that case i understand uh, exactly your your oaths and i certainly respect them uh, in that case perhaps then to the old joiner's point to, to the old joiner question uh would uh, jennifer hemlock have had any family in town that she would have been checking in with if she said indeed she was focusing on the family uh, no, I'll join her. I'm still just kind of leaning up on the table. That gets translated to him. Ah, uh, nay, not that I know of. Unfortunately, Miss Hemlock, I don't believe still has either of her parents. She is not elderly, but unfortunately a few more steps than young, uh, away from young than I believe she'd like. There's no husband, so no children of her own. Uh, the carpenter skill is the closest family she has, truly. I believe that. How old? I believe she's... late 80s, perhaps? Hmm. Perhaps information uh, and use 
Well, perhaps we'll liaise with uh, the commander if he's already conducted some investigation that we don't do the same work twice. Maybe we could have Raz check the letter. <laughs> commander gets mentioned. Hat wired. I'm putting his head on. I got a chance to put the hat on. I'm putting the hat on, okay? Maybe we That's can why have... I brought him up, honestly, so you can have a chance to put the hat on. Maybe we could have Raz <laughs> check the letter that she left against another sample of her writing <laughs> to see if it's a forgery. Well, that's the thought. We could perhaps stay by her, check out uh, actually her dwelling uh, and see if there might be uh, information or evidence there that might lead us to what. This gets forgery. translated to the Alljoiner or the Forge Master. Hi. Hi, hi. That I could do. I have the letter still and. I could provide you with several samples of her handwriting from various ledgers and commission works and her own notations. And also, I just, I find it so hard to believe that someone concerned with their child would just disappear like that with no support system. It doesn't make sense. And he puts a couple of pieces of a parchment and then a fairly large leather-bound ledger up on the table. I just kind of motions to him. Oh. oh he, he has him. Raz just totters over. To... Leave the pages in the book, Raz. I'm not going to tear out pages. They're not interesting. They, there's information, business. He's puts it on the ground, opens it up, and spreads out papers around him and starts looking them over. Do you want maybe a perception or society check? We're going to be doing a society check as Raz is looking very, very hard. Ooh, um, for a 38. The 38, as you look through this, I mean, this is exactly your wheelhouse, man who carries scraps of paper tucked throughout his entire body. Uh, <laughs> this is exactly your wheelhouse. And while it is fairly well done, it is somewhat impressive. Uh, this is definitely not the same hand. This is someone who is very skilled attempting to imitate uh, Jennifer Hemlock's writing. Hmm. It, it's, it's another forgery. It's definitely not the same. It's actually a, this right here. When she points out a random dwarf letter, it does not match at all in anything else she written. Hmm. Would you think it might be the same uh, person who went and forged the uh, the fortunate signature? I mean, it's an assumption you can make, or it could be a group of individuals. It's really hard to tell when you're forging somebody else's signature. And that would be true with the forgeries themselves, because they are so out of the traditional style of whoever it was, is natural writing. It would almost, and especially because they are very skilled, uh, it would be almost impossible to tell if they're the same person. It, it, it could be, or it could be, like you said, exactly what you said. Several incredibly skilled forgers. But if, if, if I can draw strings here, it might be super connected to the forged weapons, forged papers. It's a whole group. We know the triads here, but it might be a subset of them or another group working with the triad. The forge master wants a hammer half down the table. Throwing your hand up for a moment. Hi. Hands. Metley. This kind of work, this kind of subterfuge, would be exactly the deific domain of the Forgotten Sun. This. This would please him. We should also try to get something personal of hers. We'll find it at her home, I'm sure. Friend of Bronzebeard. The Alljoiner says that you had done some cursory investigations and tried to find Miss Hemlock herself. Is there any information you can provide to us or the adventurers that may be useful? Yeah. I'll put myself in. Hat. 
Self-insert. Self <laughs> <laughs> Smash myself in the face. Yeah, I wish I could Five put stars. the thing down, but like my head's too big. I can kind you of. Got a big head. I got a really big noggin, dude. <laughs> I can't put oh, the face guard big. all the way down. That's Five how head. you amplify the voice. You got a big noggin for it all to just reverberate through. <laughs> it like sits dude, not all the way down it, in my head. It's a squid pro. My head's so big. But like when you put the visor down, your beard kind of extends below the bottom, so it looks very dwarfy. I, I don't know what you're like, complaining. Like that's very dwarfy that very look dwarfy. right you, there. You have a big brain. And a my big eyes beard. are like here. <laughs> can't see up. Oh, that's kind of works. Talk like this to everything. This is pig dwarf. This is the <laughs> beard. Wow. Perfect. The role play to cancel. But uh, bronze beard. Nods. Oh. Yeah. I've been privy to some of this investigation, and uh, I don't believe there's much we've been able to find, really. All we've put together is that the last couple of times we can confirm that Miss Hemlock was seen was around the Earthfighter District, which is understandable. It's where a lot of the Carpenter's Guild's work is done. So I don't know how useful that truly is, but this gives you a place to start, I suppose. Did, did she have a particular specialty within the joiners? And uh, the all joiner would sort of shrug. Ah, she was certainly very well skilled. If anything, I would give her. Ironically, perhaps the title of all joiner, were it not the role of the guild master, would be more properly attuned to her. Hmm. Her joinery is absolutely unmatched. Our ability to construct perfect carpentry, carpentry angles and edges to lock together without any necessity of nails, pythons, adhesive. There's something to uh, something to astound, even with all the years I've been in the guild. She sounds like a treasure. Aye. The true tragedy is the carpenter's guild is now down to three carpenters. <laughs> I thought it was down to two. Yeah, three total. Because yeah. you have the head. I'm and counting the, the all joiner. Why do you like this? One just, one just retired yesterday. Stop going mm. against the grain. Sorry, that, that joke is a splinter in Squid's eye. I hate all of you. <laughs> just join us in the bad jokes. It's so not with, what it looks like. We're really branching off here. With the... Uh, <laughs> our bark is worse than our Stop! Oh my, you have to stop. You have to stop. Okay, I will throw this hammer at you. But would you? Yes. And now let us cut to our commercial break. And now back to the weather. Put it on BRB real quick, like beat somebody with his hammer. No. <laughs> but uh, the Forge Master stands... All right. Not the wooden belt. <laughs> God dang it. No, Dirk is having a good old time over there. <laughs> He's enjoying himself. Look at him. He's having a great day. Look, Look at the kid on afternoon. Christmas. Oh, so boy. I think we can look into this young lady, young, this lady's disappearance and perhaps wait for you to summon, uh, the the archmage there's certainly an odd common thread through here what with the forgery of a letter a signature and what may very well be goods from the guild of arms but the skills of forging script the skills of forging weapons or seals far removed from each other but they may they may all well be proper related 
Is there anything else you wish to share with us via investigation so far? Hmm. Uh, currently, we're still investigating the case of the, uh, the poor quality weapons at the Anvil Arts Guild, but we hope to be making progress soon. I hope as much as any that can be solved quickly, especially if there's some cults behind it. But it seems that we've all a lot to consider. And my fellow guildmasters of the Council of the Regents, if it please you, I adjourn this meeting. And as I promised, I'll escort the Rupia down to the Regents' vaults below, unseal it, and allow you whatever goods we may have to think of aid. Each may, each of you may take a selection of the vaults below. We've items, artifacts of powerful magic and enchantment. A wide variety. Far more than simple weapons on armor. We're gonna need different music for this. That's nice. Some sort of shopping music or just <laughs> anything. Just something joyous. But I thank you. Those of you who have deigned to arrive and to hear these adventures who have done so much for our city. Perhaps tomorrow. As the bell tolls, I'll fetch the Archmage. I'll call him to his duty and hold him to task. But for now, please. And she puts the hammer back in her belts. Allow me to escort the group of you downstairs. It's the least I can do. With how fast he walks, if she calls him right now, by the time he gets here, it'll probably be tomorrow. <laughs> I'll have to start walking now. So... As we leave the Council of Regents and head downstairs here, you can flip the music back over. You uh, get led back down to where you had first met Zegdanar, the vault down below at the Undercroft below the Regents Hall. Uh, it's actually, I don't believe it's in the Regents Hall. I actually think it's in the Hall of Oaths uh, that you would head over to across the street. But as you get down there, signing the log with simply her name, uh, Forge Master Thunderflare would turn to the inevitable and uh, place one fist on her chest. I seek to extract items as yet unknown from this vault. Escorting these five heroes for the services to Cobbler, make their choice of the vault, we list it as we leave. And the inevitable turns, looks to her, bows his head, and steps to the side. As you wish. And allows her to step forward, use her necklace to unseal the door, and head into the region's vault itself. The area is pretty impressively large, actually, looking almost like a library, segmented in rows of shelves and loaded with various tomes, but far more than just books rest within here. All kinds of trinkets, oddities, vials and flasks of different potions, uh, strange bits of scrimshaw and sculpture, gemstones of a wide variety. The room is lit by a prismatic spectrum of various colors from so many assorted glowing implements, things putting off their own bits of light, sometimes their own scintillating shimmering patterns, casting the entire room in a kaleidoscopic glow. It's not overbearing but constantly shifting. Not more powerful than the lights that seem to be mounted up in the ceiling. Uh, semi uh, semispheres or hemispheres just mounted with a white glow, much like a torch, but far more consistent 
just throwing colors throughout the room and across the shelves, especially where some of these things lay. Against further walls, there are racks of weapons and armor set with all kinds of esoteric runes, blades carved in intricate designs and sometimes odd angles. And beyond that, even more larger structures, entire seemingly portable altars, uh, massive tapestries, sta entire statues, some things larger than well, any of you, some things taping, you think up the space of entire shelves. Pinch me. Pinch. As Thunderflare enters, stops kind of in the doorway, and then turns to the group of you. Vault of Regents rarely welcomes visitors from outside the council itself. And I apologize, but from here, I need to fetch anything of interest and show you here towards the doorway. Oh, of course. Order, codes, don't allow me to escort you further into the vaults, but I thought that perhaps you might enjoy at least getting to see the splendor of our holds. Wow. Now Just you... Wow. You know your skills and your needs far better than I. Tell me what you think you lack, what may aid you, what you think would serve you well, and between myself and with the aid of our inevitable, I will seek things that might be of value to you. And, uh... <laughs> well, I suppose I'll start. Just put uh, a girl on the spot, why don't you? Well, actually, I had something, uh, you might say, stuck in my throat for quite some time. Uh, I've been noticing, especially as we go through these cave systems, that there's more and more things that seem to be latching onto you, uh, stripping our health away over time, or in the cases of that last incident with the mold, the interior lining of my lungs. <laughs> um, perhaps if you have an item which can be can store healing magics, uh, that way we can keep these things at bay the next time we go out to the wilds. I don't know much of magic myself beyond that which is applicable to forging, the application and crafting of runes, but I do know that there are such things. There are various sorted staves that can hold this power. Zegdananar, if... I could cutter your wisdom. And the inevitable turns on the other side of the doorway and looks. There are powerful staves of healing. Isle E, lot 17. A major staff of healing power. And Thunderflare nods and heads down a couple of rows before turning uh, to a rack of a bunch of various rods carved in all different ways before grabbing one that seems to be made of a pure stark white wood. Uh, the out, although the rod seems to be perfectly straight, like a worked broom handle, the outside of the shaft still seems to hold what looks almost like the grain of bark, though it is near perfectly smooth around the outside. Mm. Uh, visible black spots, whirls, and stripes working their way down the white body of this thing. It's seated at its, at its top with a silver carving. It has a spiraling setting attached to the top of the thing itself before it peaks in a three-sided pyramid at the end, the point of which is blunted and each side carved with a different kind of sigil. At the bottom of the staff, set with a near-foot-long silver cap, the whole of the thing being about uh, near six, uh, five and a half feet in length. She takes it. Well, 
don't have any particular way to assess this myself. I trust the word of the inevitable over anything, and I believe you can inspect this with your own magics, please. Well, it practically hums with the power. I'll have to take some time to attune it properly, but I think this will do nicely. Thank you very much. And what she would hand you would absolutely be uh, between being told literally what it is <laughs> and the inevitable there, it is in fact a major staff of healing. Woohoo! So, uh, staves is pretty neato in second edition. I feel like they actually got way more interesting than first edition. I love staves. Because they get auto-charged. They get, uh, you've, you've had some staves before. You guys I already have a couple of them in my, in, my, in my back right now. Uh, so your staff of healing has first of all Hold on. Ooh. Anytime you cast a healing spell, well, you have the staff out, it just heals for three more. That includes, like, level one heals. Nice. That includes, like, three action AoE level one heals, becoming okay. D8 plus three. That's legit. Which is almost doubling the average of that and putting the minimum to four. In addition, this staff is loaded with a great number of spells that you can pull the power out of. What's your highest level spell right now, six? Uh, highest level spell is six. Uh, so this has up to fifth level spells, which, I mean, we can go through the list of the entire list of, you can, you can find major staff of healing if you wish to write it all down, but it has heal at every level up to five. Look at this. I have a card. <laughs> Put it in front of the dice cam. He has, he has no cards. On. This man has wanted the staff for so long. I've been looking at He's it. He's had his like, Santa letter prepared to send <laughs> off to the North Galarian pole. I've been a very good girl this year, please. I've taken down so many tyrants. Santa baby. <laughs> I smell like gore and bloody death. My so breath. High notes, probably restoration at both second and fourth level. Yeah, that's money. As well as remove disease I at fifth level. Restore senses to cure Blindness, blindness and deafness. Marshall. And Breath of Life at fifth level, which is a pretty good cast. How about don't die? Downside the staff doesn't be in your hand, so you have to draw it. And I think this isn't an actual rule, but I feel like it should take two actions to draw a weapon from a bag of holding. So like, I mean, you can whip it on your, on your back, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. Like, I mean, you don't need to worry about it. As a caster, because I don't carry weapons, I just walk into battle holding two staffs <laughs> because I feel like it's just dumb not to. That's fair. But like, I feel like it should take at least take an extra action to pull a weapon out of a bag of holding than the sheath, the quick draw sheath that is ready at your hip. I don't know if that's a rule. I haven't found anything about bag of holding taking any extra action. bags of holding put the thing you want at in the top. your hand. But you have to get it out of the bag. It's not a sheath. You gotta like pull a six foot stick out of your sack. I mean, it's not it's hard to do. take me a minute to take like old slappy out of the bag. That's fair. Well, you have received a major staff of healing, Roisin. What rank? Major. major. I'm very happy with my major staff. Perhaps you would have uh, something like this, and I'll take the goggles that I'm wearing off of my head and hold them out. It uh, lets me see at night. I believe, man, I bought it from, called it the uh, Goggle of Night, and there are uh, supposedly stronger ones. And uh, Thunderflutter just kind of looks the inevitable. He nods. Though I have not performed an assessment those are traditional goggles of night. The vaults do possess a greater version of much more potent magic 
Isle F2, Lot 5. And Thunderflare goes back and brings back to you what look fundamentally like a much simpler, almost more plain version of what you have. They almost look like swimming goggles, bearing a single strap that would go behind your head that is just a bit elastic, just enough stretch designed for a dwarf, but the magic is not in the strap. <laughs> you can fiddle that to make it. How do you wear goggles? Around my head. So they're like below your jaw. The strap goes under the jaw. The goggles rest on the eyes. If a lizard wore goggles, would he wear them like that's this? Like, that's my question. <laughs> you have like a lizard face. I think you like glue. There's like glue There's on the things and it just goes. Now this right here, the strap is under the jaw. The goggles rest on the sides of the head on the eyes. Okay. So they kind of like fish eye face. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it has two fairly plain lenses connected together with a small uh, flexible bit of material and the lenses are nearly blacked out. But when you put them on, just like yours, they don't obscure your vision at all. These are in fact greater goggles of night. They give you a plus two item bonus to any perception checks that are looking for something involving sight as passively if you have them on. And you can activate them once per day to get your uh, to get dark vision just like you do your initial goggles. But these, instead of you using uh, an interaction to click them on and then they kind of tick back like an egg timer over the course of uh, 10 minutes, one hour, they sit until you turn them back. So remain for as long as you desire. Forever. Because why would I ever turn that off? That's fair. You just put them on, you sleep in them. They're on the outside of your eyes, so you don't have to worry about dark vision yeah. being the inside of your eyelids. No, you just you slide them farther down the snoot. <laughs> They're still on. If an alligator wore goggles, would he wear them like this? <laughs> so you will get greater goggles of night, my good sir. Fantastic. Who else is a request for the Vault of Regents? Marshall can go first. What you happen to have a magic rune that is able to make my weapon shapeshift into any shape I want it to be? Because, you know, don't get me wrong, I have a lot of weapons, but I have to do some extra work just to carry them. Have you heard of such things, Marshall? Oh, yeah. They are uh, an interesting piece. Uh, certainly something I'm sure we have back within the vaults. And if there's one area of the Vault of Regents that I know well, it's the Weapon and Runestones. So, the rest of the moment, Zegdanar, I know this one. And she'll head back in, uh, past the back wall, past these big racks of assorted esoteric weapons, uh, to a plate on the wall that has a mounting for what appears to be like a, a, a three by five grid of different runestones. Mm. And she reaches down and uh, slides one out and takes it. And uh, holding it in her hand, come back over. These are certainly a bit stronger than the runestones we traditionally work with in the Anhiller's Guild. But if you need any help installing the thing, we more than willing to do it for you. Certainly not beyond our means, just beyond what the other average buyer's looking for. Not usually looking for much beyond lesser potency or perhaps a striking rune if they're getting real fancy. But this here will allow you to wheel your weapon with but a single shift of the grip into another weapon of at least the same general size and style. And she hands you over a shifting rune. Oh, ho! After Sheik, guess what I'm gonna do? 
ask me to put that on your weapon for you. <laughs> it's not like I compensate you or anything. The way this functions is actually entirely mechanical. You don't need to, there's no, like, you don't have to yell any Harry Potter words. You don't have to think anything. You just adjust your grip to what would work better for the new weapon. But you do realize Marshall's going to say it anyway. He absolutely doesn't stop you. <laughs> but it's a purely mechanical interaction that shifts it into whatever. So it does require it to be the same. So if you're, if you're putting in a two-handed weapon, I'm going to assume. I don't know why I have to, I'm even telling you this. You can only shift it into other two-handed weapons. There is no planet you were ever going to try to do anything else. But I mean, you... My powers only work when I'm two-handed anyway. That's fair. <laughs> so you can put it into your... Uh, into any, any what, a rectangle? That you, Actually, what I'm planning on doing... You took the Sonic room out of rectangle. Well, we, we took the Sonic room out of rectangle, so I'm going to sell rectangle and old Slappy, and then take the fire room off of Big Red and put the shifting room. Oh, so Big Red can be all of the weapons at the same time. Exactly. And it has... I'm going to keep the keen on with the morphine. I'm going to lose the D6 extra damage from the fire or the sound room. But okay. when I get a better hitting room, I'll be able to fit that. Yeah, because uh, it's got... Because it can fit... It's plus two right now. It's yes. uh, greater potency, so you can have, yeah, two property runes. So yeah, keen and shifting. Yep. So whatever you're holding, it's keen. That, I mean, that's a... Be keen to any type of two-headed weapon. You're like, I would like bludgeoning damage now. Mallet. <laughs> I don't think Keen works. Yeah, Keen doesn't work on bludgeoning. Keen I is, said uh... mallet. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. He's did bigger he, than me. I'm sorry. Did he stutter? Yes, a little bit. You're right, though. It does have to be uh, piercing slashing. or slashing. Oh, piercing now. Piercing or slashing. It's literally just oh. not bludgeoning. So as long as you're not bonking them, you can still get your Keen. Okay. But even then. So you can still yeah. make it a halberd and thrust with it and still get the Keen. You can get a Keen, keen poker. It was slashing only in first edition. It wasn't was it? slashing. It's piercing and slashing in second. I mean, nice. If I, I mean, but even then, still keeping Keen on a weapon that can turn into any other weapon is still considered no, for Marshall. still great. Yes. So we have Raz and Resme who have yet to make their requests of the great vault of royalty. Uh, I would like a small pouch that once in the morning fills with meat and it does that every morning so I can eat it. Are you seriously going to be letting him pick what you want? No, no, no. That's my item. But that's just my backpack on a daily basis. It refills because I buy more food to put in my backpack. It's not magic? Wait, no, you no, it's not, actually. It's not magic? It's just me filling up my pack again. Why didn't you ever tell me that you told me it was magic? Oh, you wouldn't seem you so have happy, to I make a contribution to be getting a reward? Sorry. He thought it... I, it's okay. Raz, well, you can go next. Emotional roller coaster of your bird, notwithstanding. Raz is just staring. The bird's traumatized. He does look really traumatized. He looks incredibly traumatized. Look at that wide-eye, thousand-mile stare. He just points at hours. the first thing he sees on the shelf nearest. I want that. He's just... Is it a, a ring? <laughs> is it not a ring? I want that. It, I know it's Shut up. I know, <laughs> I know. I know you. I have my notes. <laughs> she turns to the shelf, and the nearest thing... Uh, between the tomes are smaller objects that can be easily displayed on the shelves with them. And you're pointing kind of next to a book to a small little velvet setting with a ring in the middle of it. And uh, it's kind of difficult to indicate exactly, specifically, which thing you're pointing at on the shelf with a bunch of books and stuff. So... She clarifies for a minute, like, yeah, that. That. Yeah, yeah, that. Small ring. Where are rings? Why can't I find rings? 
Are rings not before runes? Am I stupid? Is this not alphabetical by type of thing? I, think, I don't know if they, I don't think rings have their own section anymore. I think they're like magic items worn is technically the ah. category for them. Yep. So they're past the staves then. And the you mean staves? Stuff that staves. you stuff that you just have. Staves. Sticks. Right, now Fancy I'm gonna have magic. to give seven. Not sorted by Climbing, comma, ring of. I don't know why I went to that. Long, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rings are just in regular worn items in the coral book now. Okay, fair enough. First up, I, I, I really do like looking up stuff in the actual book here at the table because it feels more tabletoppy than just googly. But I have, I have, I have to become more familiar with finding all the things in here. So she, what you have, what you're pointing at is a pretty thick golden band, uh, both in its width and like its actual, like I don't know, depth. What is that called on a ring? I'm gonna go with cage. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about the thickness of the, the ring itself? The physical thickness of it, the metal. It's actually band. called size. I know that's really complicated in no, no, big rings. Size, size of the ring. Size. Yeah. Size. How? Is, size how, is the hole. How big a finger you can fit? In, I think gauge is right. I, gauge sounds right. Maybe. Gauge is the hole. No. Size, no, size is the hole. I'm not because a your your size is how big the ring needs to be to fit on your what, finger. We're Why gonna, is that we're, not gauge? We're, we're gonna go with the thickness. We'll go with the thickness with two C's. Because you use gauge to measure material, not lack <laughs> okay, material. Thickness for it. So the thickness of this ring, it, it's both quite wide that would fill on your little rat hands the entirety of the distance between two joints on your finger, uh, while also protruding like a thick just band, uh, like a worked gold ingot almost, uh, but. It Shiny. does have uh, on one, on the front and on the back a pair of what look almost like small golden barbs that as they uh, come out emerging from the ring, their tips change from gold, almost blending into what looks like steel. Uh, a fairly dark steel at that. And she, uh, she takes it. <laughs> you haunt really calls steel on this one, does it? Yeah. Uh, Zegdananar. What exactly is this? And he turns and looks. That is a ring of climbing. I apologize. And again, I mean, truly no offense by asking this, but are you sure this is something you want? Aren't, uh, there's honestly, believe it or not, much, not much of a rat problem down here. But from what I understand, a merchant's telling me rats are capable of climbing a damn near anything. I've heard a tale of them running straight up sheer brick walls. I'm not a rat. Of course. <laughs> so puts it back in the little velvet cushion and uh, hands it out to you. And it's ring of climbing, which just straight up gives you a climb speed equal to half your land speed. You totally just took it because it was shiny, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, hey. figured. Did he I can climb with you on walls now. You don't have to do anything. It just works automatically all the time. Yeah. Like if you have the ring on, you have a climb speed. Um. <laughs> so at this point, spider rat, rat spider, spider rat. does whatever <laughs> a spider rat, rat does. does. This one's not the core rule book, I think. Any web? Uh, no, so uh, at this point, uh, Resme will start rat. getting a little blushy, and she'll kind of go up to Zagnarnar. Zagnarnar. I'm going to start calling Zagnarnar. And uh, she'll kind of whisper in his ear something. 
And then she'll kind of look left and look right and, and, and walk back over and, and blush some more. Hey, uh, Zaganarnar, you got any uh, little, little bit of pesh? Kind of whispered him. He turns back towards the vaults. <laughs> there are gloves that would display your passion towards another if you so wish. <laughs> Resme, you're, you're right over there. Resme, did he say what they believe he said? I'll be. Bay 9. And, uh... The adult well, section. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a, behind there's the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there a he outside? Resme <laughs> looks so grumpy. <laughs> yes, I would like those things that you just mentioned. Because uh, that'll display passion. Lordmaster yeah. goes back over to the shelf and kind of draws back a very thick, dark curtain obscuring the items on the shelf, which will not describe in, uh, much of them in their entirety on this stream. But simply takes. Is it gloves with no fingertips? A pair. <laughs> I hate you all so much. I didn't do anything. I hate you all so much. She takes Band. a pair of what look like near elbow length, long, opera white gloves. Aqua opera. instead of oh, opera. I say aqua. I was like, I guess aqua instead of white. No, opera gloves. Long, white, silken gloves that have a, uh, a bit of golden cloth, a strap of golden cloth near the end of them uh, over the seam, and are emblazoned upon the back of the palm with uh, Nothing right now. Nothing? Okay, I know you wanted something different cosmetically there. Yep. Nothing right now. Are they're you, just they you sure they're not made of silk? They just look, they are silk, and they're white silk gloves. They are long, almost double length white silk gloves. And uh, Forge Master has these and brings them back over to you. Uh... Well, I'm afraid I can't help you at all with what these ones do. I'm entirely unfamiliar. And Zegdananar starts speaking immediately. <laughs> Lovers' gloves will glow when the bear near one they bear particularly strong feelings I, towards. No! No! They also possess a latent energy that allows you to hold hands closely with a creature you have strong feelings about. <laughs> to empower them with some of your own energy, granting them additional fortitude. Hmm. That's what it does. Yeah. It gives you a plus one status, bonus to saving throws, and 10, 10 temporary hit points. It buffs your fortitude. Yeah. And yeah. if they feel the same about you, you get it too. If yeah. the feeling's mutual. That's how it works, right? Yep. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, if they're also happy to be here. Oh, they should be. Uh, Resume will put them on. <laughs> oh, they, they suit you very well. Oh, boy. Uh, and the Forge Master, the Forge Master is the most blank slate. <laughs> and she's not looking at you. She's looking past you, like at a point on the wall, very focused, keeping her face Neutral. She's having a flashback to her first date ever. Take my hands. <laughs> the gloves are already glowing. No, nope, take. <laughs> don't you have to invest nope. those first? Turnabout is fair play. <laughs> I, I don't quite understand what you're talking about here. They're already invested. 
I snuck in here earlier and did it. <laughs> I wanted already. Well, they will not be active until you awake later in the that, forge night. Fine. It is, this is probably the end of your day here. Yep. Worth uh, it. As you work, coming to the Council of Regents meeting until fairly late in the evening. Can now I, that you've all can received... I, can I just say, she'll say to the Guardian before she that leaves... That which you desire the most. <laughs> that That next time... You should really be more cognizant of people's feelings when you're just saying this stuff out loud. Emotion is a flaw. One that I have never been able to properly process. Why? They affect your judgment or your decisions. This is why you're never going to get married. <laughs> this concept, too, seems nonsensical. Have you ever been out on a date? Who would date that? I mean... Like, somebody no, who, no offense, of course. Somebody who is asking for nothing but brutal honesty. And someone willing to live down here. You know, I think it's kind of funny you're asking him that when you're the one buying the gloves. Shut up, Marshall. <laughs> so as you head out Do you of guys the vault, ever tell anyone about this? Fortunate Cave Scream has arrived. Oh, God. She does. As you head out of the vault, you see uh, Cave Scream... Scream coming down the stairs with what looks like a just a big freaking mallet in her hand. It's got a very stout handle uh, with a head nearly as long as the handle is of just wrought stone capped with iron. Uh, each face of iron has the symbol of Toreg inscribed into it, a smaller hammer inscribed on either <laughs> head of the larger hammer. And the very angular geometric carvings of dwarven designs ring around the stone of the head itself. You kind of raise a hand. Hi! Right. Found you in time then. I figured it'd take you a minute to find something you wanted in the vault of all things that are good and powerful in this world or whatever. Uh, but I have something else I thought you in particular might appreciate. Oh. But it could be useful to any of you, I'm not really sure. Uh, we'll call this one paying it forward, I suppose. It was a, a joke gift given to me once upon a time uh, by a man who sought my hand and thought this was a proper embodiment of the uh, experience that he had afterward. Ha. Oh. I understand that. <laughs> You've been dating. He called it a dwarven thrower. What? It's a, well, it's a pretty powerful hammer when she hands it to you. And you got a little one-handed warhammer. Uh, pretty strongly imbued with magic. Uh, the thing's actually fairly competent. Uh, but if you swing it, well, what if you're just throwing it? Oh, and it gets real interesting when you throw it. Really? Don't yeah. let it hit you on the day out, on the way out. That's what he was saying. Yes. You throw it, and it just crashes into a wall, <laughs> dents some of their cabinets, and lands on the ground. The Forge Master kind of winces, and the inevitable immediately turns to you and kind of assumes like a combat position. And the Fortunate just. Um. I thought I would do something. And it flies back to you. <laughs> I'll start casting Mending. But this Dwarven Thrower is a plus two striking Warhammer. As you have it up close and her gloves not obscuring its handle, you can see that the handle itself is actually inlaid with lines of precious metals. 
uh, what look like mithril and even bars of adamantite, perhaps, lacing up and down the shaft, which itself is straight stone, not a bit of wood to the, the hammer itself. Hmm. See, you, they you don't said, need carpenters. You said plus two. <laughs> plus two regular striking. Regular strike. If you are a dwarf, it is a plus two greater striking warhammer. Oh, that, well, look who I am. That gains the throne 30 feet trait and the returning property. Great. 30 feet, huh? So it's got a 30 foot throwing range. You can throw it with no penalty. That's it's jack. plus two greater yeah, striking. It does strength to damage. Yeah, strength to damage on thrown weapon, dex to hit. You gotta hit him with the baseball. I mean, I have a plus three dex, so that's not terrible. And plus three dex really? will yeah. deal Rocket. even more damage against giants or Dwerger. Oh, that's useful. So I, I wonder. wonder. Hey, <laughs> I wonder. So I have a ranged weapon now. Yes, you do. Uh, Setter, once you came and told the council. I'll talk a cold, sir, whatever it is that might be infested in Kofler, the heresy of the wrong god. I don't know. Sarcasm aside, may actually come in very handy for handy to you. What would be told? I forgot I had the thing. You know, oh. until all that talk with Redditor came up. Well, uh, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, I'm always very fond of new weaponry, or as you know, me and the boys back in the unit, new toys, for lack of a better term. Thought it might be something that chime well with you. Oh, well, well appreciate it. You enjoy. Thank you. Oh, I'm heading back outside. for the whims of fortune, and of course, you're welcome to join me if you wish. You look, uh, right, your days aren't... Well, you only stay awake for, like, 12 hours on the surface? We'll be going to bed as soon as we're done here, actually. It's sometimes a bit closer to 18, but it depends on the day. I only well, sleep for four. You know where to find me if you need me. You're not exactly a common example. And she throws up two figures uh, before heading up the stairs and leaving, and the Forge Master is just kind of standing there. Well... Thank I do you. forget often about the difference of days. But, of course, if you want more contacts tomorrow, I can organize an invest uh, investigation for you. Or if you think it's more proper to try and find Jennifer of the All Joiners Guild. Or anything else. And trust your judgment at this point. I suppose um, our days being sort of out of sync, uh, much of our activity happens when Kovlar sleeps, so if we can handle some of the investigation at that time, we can spare the time during the day. In many ways, that could perhaps be a benefit to you. Perhaps I can take care of some of the buying tomorrow, since I really don't have to stay awake. I, I can stay awake for much longer. Take and advantage of it. The tasks of tomorrow and what we can resolve is something we can figure out next week. Because I think for now... With our great treasure trove of new cool toys. Yes. If I, I shrink staffs down in my hand, do they still magically work? No. Okay. I got a ring. I imagine that like any magical item you shrink ceases to provide its benefits until it comes back to the entire size. Okay. Just wanted to be killed. Sure, it's clear. addressed in shrink items. Probably. It's, that's, probably it's got a full not, paragraph. Probably. Yeah, it's true. Shrink item is like an entire column of a page of text, so maybe. But that is going to be it for us today, everybody. Thank you for coming by. Thank, Thank you. you for hanging out. Thank you for helping us diagnose audio issues at the beginning of the stream again we are still kind of work in progressing this new studio here moving uh, everything is, puts a real hard hassle on it yeah it turns out that we have to kind of rejigger a lot of stuff to make it work the way that it's supposed to so it is going to be a couple of sessions 
of a probably what is probably a little bit of a quality decline overall in the audio and stuff but once we get it all as configured and aligned as we had it in the previous place everything is just going to be dramatically better so we got the, the couple of a couple of work step before we are absolutely hitting the plane of glory and besides even now this is a million times more comfortable for us personally it's a, oh, yeah. a ton more enjoyable to play Space. i get to just run the game you guys have all this room thank you i can hug nick on the whole side i'm slowly expanding thank you of course <laughs> to paizo for sponsoring our show here for having us over on your channel for giving us this beautiful adventure path to run and for giving us a hard written hi here's pick an item up to 12th level for literally everybody in the party which i didn't just add that that's that's part of the book so <laughs> before anyone accuses me of softballing by loading you up with a bunch of free crap it's actually written. It's in the book. I love lovers' gloves. They are such a hard written meme. They are a solid freaking meme. It's anime. And uh, thank you to Sirenscape for your ambience, your sound sets, and Serpent Sound Studios for the beautiful music. Yes. And we are going to have more neat, cool things Shen coming in the future. So stay tuned, my friends. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Everyone, you're the best.